from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, there's a sequel to Labo, and it's actually digital this time. Plus, we played Pokemon Snap, and we have Square Painter here to talk to us about his projects. Don't mind me, just snapping for the sweets. Mom hid my game again. to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 269, the, your place for talk about n- newly released Nintendo games and interviews with cool painters and such like that this week. Uh, we are your hosts. I hope I haven't said this before, but I'm Shin Tregami Johnson. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Tunicube Factory 2, Mikowski. I'm John. Can't tell me not to play Knitter. Was was it Tuna Cube or was it Tina Cube? Do, do you remember? It's... it's- it's Tuna Cube. I oh, looked at it to make I thought, sure I wrote it down right. I thought it was Tina Cube Factory. Like your like your name is Tina, and you made this. I game, think I like that better. Actually. And you made this game called Tina Cube, and you're and you're just like pushing cubes around. That's a, of course, that's from the newly announced uh, Garage Builder, which we'll talk about in the second half of the episode. But yeah, that's I thought it was Tina Cube. You know, because I don't know what's a t- what's a Tuna Cube. Seems like some sort of a. It's tuna steak cut into cubes, probably. Weird Mario Party minigame or uh, or some sort of sushi item that I haven't had yet. And we have a special guest this week, Adam from Square Painter, who is Square We're Painter. Just Square Painter, yes. yes from Square myself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, uh, Jeremy uh, it just introduced us to your work like a couple weeks ago, and it's incredible. Cool. I really, really dig it. Like it's Thanks, man. I, super, I really appreciate it. Super awesome. Yeah, I, I can see it right now in, in the background of uh, of this picture. There's Jeremy's newly, newest purchased... Uh, Legend of Zelda Kaku One. You 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 have, you do really really well to like capture, you know exactly the way the game looks or the way that you remember it looking. I think it actually Thanks. looks better than uh, it would on like a TV look, or something like the, that. If you look in the background, I have my box light kind of in the way because I was photographing stuff. But if you look behind that, behind my TV, that is a big four foot by three foot uh, Super Empire Strikes Back. Painting. I, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, that, nice. that's, Thanks. Yeah, that, I did that back yeah. in like, geez, twenty late 2015. Wow. I finished that. that. That's like one of my favorite. I mean, that's probably my favorite Star Wars game ever, even though I know it's not as good as any of the other ones. But as a lot of the other ones, three. but. I played the shit out of that game so much in high school that I just I love that game. I even yeah. have a t- even have a T-shirt like a I, I had like a custom shirt made that has that picture on it. So it's oh, it de- definitely speaks directly to me that that picture mm-hmm. there does. And and out of those three Super Nintendo Star Wars games, I definitely think that's the best one, in my opinion. It's yeah, it's kind of hard, but I don't know. I think they're all kind of hard. You just have they to, all are. That's the only yeah. one I've, I've <laughs> you just got to play them. the first yeah. and the third. I've never beaten Empire. Oh really? I mean, yeah. I I always played them on easy, which is still incredible. Oh, you have which to, which is still you incredibly hard. Like, but yeah, even yeah. easy easy mode is still like straight up normal on that. Those games are really difficult. There's I've, I've got it to the point where I can I can beat each of them in an hour, 
pretty much. Oh, but all right, there, there's there's some tricks to it, like the uh, when you fight the Wampa as Luke, like towards the beginning of it. There's like a little piece where if you stand right in the middle, he can't hurt you, and you can just stand there. Oh, I didn't know that. He'll freeze you, but he won't be able to hurt you at all. So that's like uh-huh. one trick from that. But yeah, I, I just played the crap out of it until I, you know, uh-huh. and and passwords and unlimited continues and all that really helps. Yeah, well yeah, there are a lot one. of codes. I actually do I have them. Yes, I, I have all. I have all three complete in the box. I, I'm a huge video game collector. Nice. Also, yeah, so yeah. We all are. Definitely. Is there anything you've been playing lately that you want to talk about before we get into like your uh, your work and all that sort of thing? Uh, well, I haven't, I've been, like I was saying before, I've been so busy with, like, we can get into, I have so many projects and square painter adjacent things going on and other, I'm, I'm playing in a band also, a video game, movie, music themed band. We oh, can nice. get into that. that. Yeah, we just had a big meeting last night. There, there's seven of us in the band. Two of the guys live in Canada and one guy, the drummer <laughs> lives in California. Wow. Yeah, I haven't even met the front man and the drummer yet. But uh, what have play? I been, how, what how, have how I you, been, how do you practice? Uh, <laughs> we can get to the whole thing. It, yeah. it, my my lead guitarist, who's a YouTuber, also uh, there's some pretty big YouTubers in the band. Uh, he he pretty much writes like the MIDI file of the song, like the arrangement, and we all just learn our parts and record it, and then he kind of pieces it together and produces the whole song. Yeah. So let me just check my Steam. What the hell have I been playing lately? Uh, GI Joe Operation Blackout, I got on sale, which was pretty cool. Max Payne 3, which is one of my favorite games of all time. All the DLC was free on there, so I just reinstalled that to play through it again. And Assassin's Creed Origins, I've never really played a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, and I love open world, like a lot of Ubisoft stuff. So I've been giving that one a shot, and it's pretty cool so far. I'm like right in the beginning. Nice. I just, I I like just set up Steam on my computer again. Like Mm -hmm. I had it on my previous computer, but I had so little space on it that I got rid of it. But yeah, just, it's a huge yeah. space hog for how many, how much, how much stuff you can download on there and how easy it is to take up space. But I just redownloaded it and I've just been messing with it. And there's, there's like, awesome. you know, because of like May the 4th, there's all these star Wars stuff on sale. So I bought a oh, couple. I should go check that out. I bought like dark forces and tie fighter for like $2 each. Nice. <laughs> just nice. Because of, uh, these are just old games that I want to play. And they, and it's, it's a pain in the ass to try to get a controller to work with it for those older games. So I've just been like kind of screwing around with that all day, but you think yeah. it's work because you have a Mac or no, I mean like... it, I can get it to recognize my, my switch controller and all that. It's just, I can't get this controller to work with dark forces. I can get it to work with steam, but not dark well, forces. Dark forces. You could use, I so have, I, it, I have, I got yeah. that off of a uh, GOG and it works fine with this keyboard and mouse. You know, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to, I ordered like a mini mouse, like a mini keyboard. That's like this big, yeah. I'm just going to use that. Cause I want to play it on my other TV. Cause I uh-huh. got an output and all that shit, but yeah, that game holds yeah. up. I played through it uh, like a year ago. It's, yeah. it's so much fun. I haven't really played it. I haven't really played through it since high school. And I was like, oh, I want to play it again. And I'm tired of waiting for it to release on switch. So I just, and like I said, it's like $2. Like, this shit is so stupid cheap on there. Yeah, there's all, they're always running yeah. sales, or yeah. you can get stuff for ridiculously cheap. Do you play any of the, like, Super Nintendo Genesis stuff that, you're, that your work is based on? Or Oh, just, God, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, nowadays, like I, recently? I, yeah. well, I, I paint stuff uh, more, way infinitely more than I play it. And, um, I mean, I have, I have, like, my whole retro gaming setup is is over here and like I, I can move my camera real quick like like i have a huge game collection like mm-hmm. over there i've i'm going for a full super nintendo library eventually nice. yeah like my my case back here is uh 
me and my partners, like all of our super rare games and stuff that we have in there. But mainly when I play retro stuff, I'm either playing it like on the switch just to mess around and like, you know, the free you with the subscription, you get the Nintendo and super Nintendo games. Yeah. I'll play off those. Or if I need a specific scene or a moment that I can't find on any of the sites that I use to, uh, to get materials to set up my paintings because I do everything in Photoshop first. I'll just I'll have the ROM on my computer and I will I'll play physically play through the game to get to the point that I need to and then just like grab some screenshots and bring them in. So that that's mainly what I'm doing with with retro nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I I was wondering how you yeah how you got inspired for each thing if it was like if it was like you're playing and you're like, oh, that moment was really cool. Or if you're just yeah, remembering yeah. like one thing looking cool and then you try to find it. And, yeah, yeah, generally it's um, it's moments from games. It's stuff that we can all relate to. Like uh, Jeremy, like the the painting of uh, you got a link with the, the cuckoos chasing you. That's like we can all relate to that. We've all done that. Yep. We mess with the cuckoo and then they, the army of them come at you. Mm-hmm. So I try to do stuff like that. Everything from just little little pieces of like a single character all the way to like just gigantic kind of uh mural size pieces. So that must mean you, do you like have a discipline to, to play the games to do re- like, I know some of the YouTubers who review old games, mm-hmm. they'll make a habit of playing old games just to sort of get the inspiration. Oh yeah. Well, I, the thing is I've been playing, I, I, I grew up with all this stuff and I've just been playing them so much over the years. Like I, I never got rid of my super Nintendo games. I've had them since the early nineties you know, I have all my Genesis games. I've been playing these so much that I'm so familiar with it. And then especially like over the years, I've just learned so much about all of these games from, you know, like I I've been doing the square painter thing. I started in like Oh five. And then like 2009 is when I kind of like got serious with it. And then I started doing conventions in 2010 and I can't even tell you how many conventions I've been to. I, we travel all over for it. Mm. So I've just been so immersed in the retro gaming scene and the culture that it's like, it's an endless stream of like ideas that I have for paintings. I literally, I, I have, I have an archive of literally thousands and thousands of, of ideas on my computer. I will never run out. <laughs> That's great. So how many, so what does your output have to be like to sustain that, to, go to all these conventions and sell all these paintings. What do you, what do you mean? Like how many paintings I mean, am I like, doing a year? Yeah. I'm always interested in, in creative people and their, their productivity and like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, for, my, for myself, how, how to get a higher output of the things that I do, you know? Is right. Right. Well, it, it's like, I could go back to like when I first started and I could just talk about how I, I got to this. Cause my, my output has been so weird obviously for the past year and a half with covid you know no conventions Mm -hmm. and things like that so it's it's skewed things a lot and my business has grown like even before covid it was the square painter thing was really starting to to get to the next level and now it's even in the past year just the growth has been has been huge like i'll I'll post the painting and then like you know it it'll be gone in 10 minutes you know that that happens like fairly regularly i never pretty much have to buy it if you see it is yeah, the advice I would give to anyone looking. At yeah, that's what, that's Instagram. yeah. Especially if it's like you know a link to the past piece or yeah. Sonic or something that's that's really popular doesn't really last, and I will never get over that feeling of something selling of getting the notification on my phone that uh, something sold really quick. Uh, it feels absolutely amazing. I will never. It, it it's it's such a, a cool feeling that you know people like your work enough to just snag it right away 
So like, if, if you want me to go back and just talk about like a brief history of how I got sure. started. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Go for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like I started messing around like in, in like 2005, you know, and I always had like when I was in college, all, all my retro games and stuff were up there. I, I, I've been collecting Super Nintendo games since like 2001. And I started buying like around 05, 06 when like the nostalgia bug started hitting our generation. Like I, I'd imagine you guys are in like, you know, like late 30s probably too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 38. I'll be 30, I'm 30, I'll be 41 right. in like two weeks. So all right. Well, yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> I'm I'm 39. So yeah, like around like 06 when the nostalgia bug started to to get us. That's when like I started buying Nintendo games and I just started like getting into this. Like, you know, I started messing around painting these things. And uh so I graduated in like 2007. The economy was terrible. I uh I went to school for graphic design. I couldn't find a full-time job to save my life. And I had a bunch of these Nintendo paintings laying around from college and just through encouragement from friends, they, um, they said like, you got to start doing more of these. These things are great. I, I had them hanging in uh, one of my friend's houses. He was, they, they were like, you know, this, this is where like we we're in our mid twenties. Uh, they had all this wall space. They, that was the party house. You know, we all went over there to play video games. They'd have giant, you know, big drunk parties. So they had all this wall space. So I hung my paintings there and that's how everybody got to see them and like them. So actually, uh, I in 2009, I did my first art show with uh, my buddy Morgan, who I'm still working with now. It's kind of funny how things come full circle. He uh, was living in Brooklyn at the time, and he was doing this art show in, in the basement of his building. And so it was like February 2009. I do this art show. I had a couple of paintings down there, and it was amazing. The show was incredible. Like you couldn't even move in there. There were like hundreds and hundreds of people, and all these people like my work. And I got all these offers to do shows. And I, I was living in New York at the time, and I was like couch surfing with him in Brooklyn. So I was doing shows all over, like Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, everywhere, all all over. No matter who would give me a show, I would do it. And uh, that went really well. And then I got involved with conventions around like September of 2010. The owner of Too Many Games, Paul, who still runs it, reached out to me. And I'd always heard of Too Many Games. I'd heard of these cons. And he's like, hey, I love your art. You should come sell. And it was this little one-day show at this hotel out in uh, Reading, PA. It was this amazing show. I loved it. And then from there, like I, I just felt so at home in the culture and everything. Cause like all of us are so into these games and, you know, we all love them so much and everybody just, I had such an amazing reception of like my art and, you know, everybody was just so into the designs and how it was painted and then nobody else was really doing what I was doing at the time. So then I fully got immersed in the convention scene. I did MAGFest uh, in 2011. After that, I did every convention I could possibly find. I made a ton of friends with like all these other like, you know, YouTubers and content creators, a lot of people that I looked up to that, um, uh, you know, that I was watching for years that would inspire me for paintings. Like I got to meet all these guys and, you know, became really good friends with a lot of them. So uh, just throughout the years, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. And me and my partner, Nina, she also does like horror illustrations and she streams on Twitch. So we travel to, I mean, before COVID, we would do around like, like it's probably about 12 to 15 shows a year, like conventions and other shows uh, peppered in there all over like the Northeast. We'd go out to Portland retro gaming expo too out in the fall. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's amazing. The, the convention scene is, is just so much fun. If, if you guys have never been to any of them, I would, I'd highly recommend going too many games. I'm actually, yeah. Hey, Jeremy's uh-huh. been to Portland. Portland. Yeah. Oh, you have. I went, yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I, well, I actually briefly bet you had mentioned you were friends with, with John Riggs. I uh, bought yeah. a copy of Abadox from him. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I know some of, uh, of that, like the metal Jesus Northeast crew, like him and like uh, John Hancock. And actually I just got a, a commission from a uh, Kelsey who, who runs a uh, pink gorilla. Okay. okay. Yeah. She Is just reached out to me on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, to do a, a commission, it, I'm keeping it on the the DL. It's it's <laughs> it's a really it's a really fun Can't idea. I'm yeah. very excited about it. So yeah, and like I I would always see her on like Metal Jesus's channel, and you know I I met her in Portland and stuff. She was super nice. So yeah, it's it's fun to be working with all these people. So uh, I also I played music for a long time. So just from other people that I know from conventions, we all talked about uh, playing music. So it started with. Um, you obviously know Cinemasker, angry video yeah. game nerd, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah, I've so I just from over the years from doing shows and them all being like in Philly, the two guys that were involved, like Kieran and Justin, I've known forever. And uh, I became like, you know, just seeing James Rolfe at shows, me and him uh, became like pretty good friends. So we're in this band called Rex Viper now. If you've seen that on uh, the Cinemasker channel, I heard him talk about that. Yeah. 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 I'm the, I'm the bassist. So, okay. Yeah, cool. we, we nice. were just on a Zoom call last night. Yeah, there, there's seven of us in the band, and that's going to be like a new thing. We're gonna, hopefully going to be playing maybe at too many games in October, and uh, we want to start like playing at uh, uh, some conventions and stuff like that next year. Hey, so uh, I've totally watched one of your videos without realizing. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm always wearing sunglasses, but yeah, that's yeah. me. That's me <laughs> playing bass. Yeah, it's cool. it's just really cool to be like so involved in the convention scene and retro gaming culture and like playing music now i never thought i'd be playing music again so i've been doing a lot of things that's awesome sure, yeah that's the cool thing about you know, everybody getting together and around a common interest like that you just uh-huh. you don't know what's going to come of it yeah it it, it just kind of came together we were we were just messing around we got the i we were in portland in like 2019 uh i we i was out there i wasn't selling i was just hanging out and uh, all the Cinemasker guys were guests out there. So, you know, we're just friends. We were just hanging out the whole weekend. And they mentioned how they were getting the band together. And like, oh, cool. I'll play bass. This sounds awesome. And then COVID hits. And what yeah. started was like me me and James were just like texting rips back and forth of like stuff we were recording. Like, all right, this sounds pretty cool. And then other people just started getting involved. Uh, so, you know, James Ronald from Epic Game Music, you know, the Epic Game Music channel. I don't know that. Oh, you should check him out. He he's done like every arranged like popular song you can ama- uh, imagine. He uh he's such a sick guitarist, like like amazing producer, amazing musician, super solid dude. He's come to a whole bunch of cons, you know, and he's we've crashed at like the same suite together. So James is the one that like has been putting the ideas together for the songs, and then we kind of learn our parts off of that, and every and you know we bring it all together. So worked out really well. Like I said, there, there's seven of us. It's amazing that we uh, we managed to get this work, get this to work. Seven dudes, seven dudes, cool. two, two <laughs> of which that live in Canada and the drummer, like I said, lives in California and we yeah. somehow wow. get this to work. So it's pretty you, cool. uh, you, you often know how to like, well, you wouldn't, I guess, yeah, record your own sound. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You that, just, especially I just, miking drums and stuff. I can't even imagine doing that remotely. Yeah, well, our drummer Jeff is—he's a crazy musician. Also, he plays like okay. every instrument. He uh, he has like synth pad drums, so he's able to record that. And then I, I have an okay. adapter that plugs right into my computer, and I just use Audacity and mess with like the settings just to get a nice bass tone. 
Hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's been like a whole other thing that I've been doing aside from, uh, from painting. But it's, is the vision for the band to kind of come together and make one off songs every so often? Are you guys going to put together an album or maybe? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, on, we tour, have, that'd be cool. Yeah. We're already, we, uh, we, we actually, I can't really talk about it too much, but we sure. have like a potential offer to be put on tour next year. So we're going to have to figure out how we could do that. I've never been in a touring band before. That'd be amazing. But uh, we have two songs done right now. Uh, Mighty Wings and Hadoukens. So it's Mighty Wings from Top Gun mashed up with like Ken's theme from Street Fighter. Nice. And the second one is um, uh, Power of Love from uh, Back to the Future mashed up with the Back to the Future theme. And like the NES music is like this metal breakdown in there. It's it's pretty fucking awesome. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Please, please sounds check good. those out. They're they're both on, like I said, on the Cinemasker channel. Uh and we have two more songs that are in the works right now. One of them is almost done, and the other one we're still I just recorded my bass parts for that song yesterday. Actually, I just finally got those done. So we have those two done and we were talking about probably doing about three more. So we want to have like a seven song Rex Viper EP maybe done by uh, like the fall. If we could, mm. that's kind of what we're aiming for. Do you guys think you might play somewhere before the end of the year? It seems like, it seems uh, like everything's like lining up to maybe that'll be the time when people are exactly, actually doing conventions exactly. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Too many games, like I said, is, is the goal kind of that we, we want to play there. Um, cause we could, uh, hopefully that the Canadian border is back open by then. So the, uh, like the two other Jameses in the band, the singer and the lead guitarist could come down and, uh, we hopefully would be able to play then. So it's still up in the air of whether we're going to be able to, regardless, I will be vending there. So if you guys wanted to travel out for that, it, it's going to be a great time. I'm sure people are going to be going completely nuts there of like, you know, after a year and a half yeah. of oh, lockdown yeah. and yeah, they're, they, from what, from what I understand, like too many games is already going, going ahead with it, obviously with like, you know, masks and COVID protocol, whatever you need to do just to be mm-hmm. safe, but it's going to happen. I I'm already planning, like we, they, we have a big 10 by 10 uh, booth space. So I, I will have like a gigantic setup there. Like my, my hallway right now is like completely full of, of paintings. I'm running out of space. For stuff, I'm I'm always working on new stuff. So, are you like holding back on purpose and not just selling everything online? Or oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a whole other facet to that also. Because okay. if you go on my on my store envy, it's only like small to mid size pieces. Uh, the bigger ones, I I'm currently working with a gallery in Jersey City called uh, Trigonal Gallery, and the guy that hooked me up with it is the same guy I mentioned, Morgan, who I did my first show with in Brooklyn like a million years ago. It's weird how things come full circle. So they want to take like my bigger pieces and kind of put those out to like a new level of, you know, of, of people to, to really have those bigger pieces move, move to like a, another level of, uh, you know, just be a lot more expensive, you know, because I've been doing this for so long. They, they want to move me to that, which I, I, I have been working on this for a long time. And I kind of wrestle with stuff like that. I want to keep my pieces like the smaller pieces I already said would be affordable, like the ones you have on your wall. I'm never raising the prices on those. I will always keep stuff affordable. But the bigger ones, if those are going to be in a gallery, let's let's do it. So I do have a lot of stuff like I, I did a, a Chrono Trigger piece, uh, 30 by 10 of like all seven of the characters. That one's going to be in the gallery. The, uh, the Super Star Wars back here will be. 
I did this giant uh, three foot by three foot contra piece that looks like an 80s like movie poster, like in the early January, I think it was the first piece I did for 2021. That'll be in there, but they'll be at too many games also right. on display for everybody to see. So, right. Yeah, the, the, the display is going to be going to be nuts. I have so many pieces. Are, are there any games that you get tired of painting? Like, do you ever get like tired of people asking for Chrono Trigger or Super Mario World uh, or anything like that? Chrono Trigger is hard to paint. Like the palettes are weird for that, especially also the Final Fantasy games. Like mm. Final Fantasy VI is like all these weird earth tones. But as far as getting tired of stuff, like Mega Man, I can't even tell you how many times <laughs> I've fucking painted Mega Man. I, it's one of my favorite series ever. But my God, I. I, just out of my head, like Mega Man, the sprite of Mega Man standing, I could probably paint that from memory. Yeah, I've painted, I've painted that friggin' sprite so many times. Uh, I I get kind of tired of it, but not like burnt out, you know, because I have so much to work with. I'll like I'll come back around to to other things, but yeah, there there's certain ones that I I definitely like, you know, all the big ones for Nintendo, like Super Mario Three. Any of the Mega Man games, Legend of Zelda, like I've done so many of those that yeah, it, it gets a little tedious sometimes, but like not to the point where I don't want to do it anymore. Sure. And and there's I mean, so, there's so much stuff in those games that I'm sure you can still find like a new moment that, that you haven't oh, done that you absolutely. haven't done before. And it's you know, there's a lot I mean, how do I mean how many like different things you can do on that game like there's so many different things to paint that you would really yeah and there's so many yeah. yeah there's so many like little moments and things that you will remember from the game and so many creative things to do with the backgrounds and that's how i keep the ideas fresh for something like Mega Man. that i'm always you know digging through like sprite archives and i have rips of like every single level and like every sprite sheet of like every pose that Mega Man was in <laughs> and like you know Mega Man one through six, and then you know for nine and ten, you know if we're just talking eight bit. So I always have a ton of ideas, and then and then like I I change stuff up too. I did a uh, an eleven fourteen from Mega Man four, right when you uh you beat uh Doctor what is it Doctor Cossack? You know he's like the first so. like the fake doctor, and like his his Russian daughter comes down and is like, please stop hurting my father. Anyway, it's like this niche scene. So it's like Mega Man and Doctor Wily, and then like. Dr. Cossack and his his daughter on there too. And I I took the whole scene is huge on like first full screen and I condensed it down to like an 1114 and I added like a background to it. it. It's on my if you go on my store envy site, it's it's on my shop. So you could see that. That's that's kind of like an example of how I keep something like Mega Man interesting to me. That mm-hmm. I I get creative with the designs and I I kind of make it my own thing. Are you painting the same? images twice like if one painting is really popular uh do you do you I, go back into photoshop and lay that out again and do it again the same i way? really really try not to there's very few times where i have done something like that like if there's mm-hmm. a very specific cutscene from a game i i will but if somebody else wants something like oh if you know if it was a sonic piece that just sold and they really liked it I, i'll do a variation on it because like one i i I really don't want to paint the same thing again that I just spent literally 12 hours painting, like staring at it. And I want to keep it individual for the person buying it too. I want them to have an individual piece. So as rarely as possible, uh, I will repaint pieces. I always try to change it up. 
and, and a lot of, course, of it, it's their, yeah, yeah, they're they're handmade, so they're never going to be the same piece. Even oh yeah, handmade. and they won't. You'll always like I I keep my lines nice, like and straight, but like you could still see that it's like it's hand painted. It's not like a machine mm-hmm. did this. Right. That's that's no, my that's, style. Really that's admire, how I paint. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I really, I've been looking I really at it just it. like because I do some of these pearl beads things around here. Oh, I cool, do, which, cool. When you said the chrono trigger, I was thinking of the new that I did. Yeah, I see him back it's there. The hardest, it's the hardest one I did. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm just thinking like, that's like a nice clean grid, but I'm like, it's not like you don't see like a total grid the way you do it. You know, like, yeah, yeah they course. might have a grid to them, but they're like arranged and I really like it. And it's got a nice, like it's got motion to it, which I really enjoy. With yeah. Pieces. Well, I, I really try to do that, especially with like the two pieces that you have on your wall. I, uh, I'm a graphic designer. That's like what I went to school for. That's, you know, when I, I was, I'm doing square painter essentially full time now, but, uh, before that I was doing a lot of, um, like freelance work for corporations. I worked for, you know, uh, QVC for a while. I worked for David's bridal, uh, five below I did freelance work for. So it, it just being a designer is, is what goes into all of my pieces. I, I lay everything out in Photoshop first, every sprite of where it is, is placed, just so to be in there so yeah i always try to have like motion or you know something something interesting going on in the painting i should paint the new though i'm looking at that back there that one's kind of fun to paint because it's uh it's like a whole bunch it's like color theory like you said the darkest color and all the the other colors work work off of that which i'm pretty sure those like those colors aren't completely right i just had to use what i had but yeah it it, took a long time yeah, I, like I said, the color the color palette for um, for Chrono Trigger is all over the place because the, the, by the time that game came out, the uh, you know the the designers knew the system inside and out, and they pushed that to the max on like every level of what they did with Chrono Trigger. It's still like one of the greatest games ever made. It's my favorite game. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's definitely up there. For me. what is your favorite Nintendo game? Do you Earthbound is my favorite game okay. of all hey, time. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's I still one. have my my original cart from '95 back there. I don't have my original save file. I wish I did. Oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wish oh. I had that on there. But like, I always, everyone always asks me that, and like every podcast or interview that I do, and yeah, <laughs> Earth Earthbound's my favorite game. Uh, it, I, I back then I was just like this shy, weird, awkward kid, and uh, Earthbound helped me get through like that part of my life with everything I had to say about, you know, friendship and love and just all around just the quirky humor really appealed to me. And I don't, I, I love that game so much. I can't even tell you how many times I've, I've played through it. I actually just put together a Mr. Saturn style piece last night that I'm going to be nice. getting to like an 11, 14. So hopefully that, that will be showing up soon. I saw that you sold an Earthbound piece to, uh, I, w- I don't know his name, but the guy who runs the Art of Nintendo Power. Yeah, I couldn't believe that, man. That's, that's crazy. That's pretty legit because he collects, like, you know. I know. Really it's in- legendary, like, fan art. Yeah, I, I just found out about his Twitter a few months ago because uh, I mentioned something about the the mech that was on the cover of the, the Metal Storm cover mm-hmm. of... Uh, nintendo power because i was looking through mine i'm like i wonder whatever happened to that and like five people tweeted at me like boom this guy has it check it out like <laughs> oh oh my oh, like this... the clay like this like the sculpture and all yeah, that yeah like, yeah because i know the original yeah. sculpture and like oh this guy has that and has like that's all awesome. this other yeah. stuff yeah it's crazy like that's actually some of that stuff i i kind of get to see doing all these conventions like uh at too many games 2019 yeah the last one 
the original paintings that were used for the Mega Man 3 and Mega Man 6 box art, like the original oil paintings were at the show. Mm. And it was just fucking mind blowing to see that. So it's yeah, it's really cool. The uh, I, I have a print of it. The um, the box art for Bad Dudes. I got to meet the illustrator mm. that did the artwork for it. He did the mm. infamous Mega Man Two NES box art. Oh, he yeah. sells oh, out yeah. in Portland. Yeah, uh, what's his what's his name? Mark Mark Erickson. Super nice guy. He's like some older dude, like in his late sixties. And uh, yeah, just talking to him is really cool because he's like, oh yeah, we would just get like these weird promo shots like back in the eighties. We didn't really know what to draw from them it was like these blurry little screenshots and i had to make all this box art from it so it's it's always cool getting to see originals and things like that just doing all the cons have you thought of getting into like being commissioned to do sprite art for a for like an indie game or anything like that um yeah and i have done like a lot of uh like my own custom art i i was uh doing a whole thing a while ago i i took like the sprite art from narc and um and renegade and did like a whole deconstruction of that to make a big trouble little china like side scrolling brawler oh cool and yeah this was year years ago probably like 2014 i i just this was just like an independent thing i was working on and I, i've always wanted to like work with somebody to to make that into like a brawler but yes i i've done plenty of of like custom sprite sprite art too plenty of like also a lot of uh custom paintings i've done too it's always marked as that if like this is a custom design like you scroll through my instagram i probably have tons of them on there i saw like uh some of the recent ones like you have like a scott pilgrim painting on there so uh-huh. there's more like i guess that's i guess it's not that recent anymore because it's i, I forget just because it was just released on switch it was it's been yeah for however yeah long. Ten like 10 years, years. yeah, yeah. So, it's I mean, crazy it's that, that it was 10 10 years ago i never really played it when it first came out i just uh when it was on switch i got to finally play through it and it's it's so good it's such a fun brawler fun brawler i can't even talk tonight <laughs> i love the sprite art in it too i, I yeah, have nice some, to uh, yeah yeah i i have some some bigger pieces planned that i want to do i'm sure i'm sure you've played mother three right since you said uh, talked about your love of uh Earthbound. I, I have never been able to get into Mother Three. I have the uh, like the translation cart. Yeah. For uh, I have it in my GBA, and I actually I just found it when I was moving stuff around in my bedroom. Like, oh, I should actually sit down and play this again. I've never gotten that far in Mother Three, mm-hmm. and it's like I always would get distracted, or you know, it was something. I, I'd end up play, I'd start it, and then I'd end up playing another video game. I I know I really need to. It's like I love the sprite art in it. I know it has like a really heavy story. Yeah, I know. I know I would love it. It's just something I I I definitely need to get around to playing it. Yeah, I was just I was just curious because uh because my wife like loves Earthbound, and she didn't like uh, Mother Three because it was too. Cause it was too sad. Like it didn't have like the fun of earthbound, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, earthbound was fun, yeah. but it had a very, very like deep, serious side to it. So that's oh, what yeah, I of would course. like. Yeah. Yeah. I would like about mother three. Yeah. I mean, she played through all of it, but I was just curious as to what your thoughts on it would, were, you know, it's compared uh-huh. to since the other one being your favorite and all that. And right. Then you haven't, well, have you done, you have, you haven't done pieces from mother three yet. I've done smaller ones of like Lucas and Klaus and like Hinawa and the mm-hmm. dog. And, uh, but, but like, I, 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 before I really do that, I feel like I'm kind of doing it a disservice because I don't understand where the stuff is coming from i know there's like that infamous scene of it's either lucas or klaus in like those like those big orangey flowers it's like this very iconic scene from mother three it's beautifully done and like i wanted to do a painting from that but 
Like if it's, this is an earthbound game, I want to understand the context of it first to really capture the moment in a painting before I go ahead and I do it. So like, I, I, I want to play the game first before I do some bigger mother three pieces. Sure. Is, is, are there like any games that, uh, that you wish like had more love than, than, than what it gets like, or, or a specific Sprite that you like, like from older games that people don't request as much? Uh, all the time. Like I just did a Gunstar Heroes piece that's on my, yeah. my store. I mean, that's the first time I've ever painted Gunstar Heroes and I friggin' love that game. So doing, doing all of this, especially now that like I've kind of moved to the point where I'm generally doing this full time where I have to balance painting things that people like and are recognizable and that will sell and just being able to do that instead of just working on all of like these niche pieces. Cause there's so many of those that like, I'd love to do like vice project doom for Nintendo yeah. has these incredible, amazing cutscenes. That's one of my favorite NES games, but yeah, if I painted that, that would never sell. There's, there's. Are, are you guys familiar with Vice Project Doom? Yeah. Is it the one that was just released on the on the it's Switch a, Online? It is on Switch it, Online. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is in the Nintendo Store. It so it it's it's a side scroller. It's like top down, like Spy Hunter, and then also it's like a gallery shooter level. But right before you go into like the first gallery shooter part, it just is a cutscene with like the guy with the gun. It says, "Come on, boys, let's party." And I just thought that was <laughs> really. Great. I just thought it's like I want that on a shirt. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'll say so that, I was going to do be, a yeah. long painting of that, and like I've done stuff like that before, and it just sits for a long time. Occasionally, you get people that will come up to you and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you friggin' painted that!" But like, okay, that's cool and all. But like, like if, do it, you want if it? it just sits for a long, <laughs> yeah, do you want it? Right? Yeah. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta make money. So I, 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 it's really tough to strike a balance mm-hmm. between doing the weird stuff like that that i would absolutely love to do because i would love to just paint the, the weirdest shit from games all the time like just just the craziest stuff i could think of and it's a balance it's a balance and i'm fine with it i i will do that but uh occasionally i do i, I did um from monster party i did the zombies where it says like watch us dance you watch them dance and then they die you guys have played monster party right i don't think so i haven't played, oh, it. Really? played it monster party is one of the weirdest games it's it's crazy it's like all this like japanese horror inspired but i i did a painting uh there so there are all these like it's a side scroll and there's all these rooms that you can go into and uh the bosses are insane they're crazy there's a level where like you're fighting like a giant tempura shrimp it makes no sense nice so there's it, it has this crazy sense of humor so there's this one boss it's these zombies and they walk in and it just says watch us dance and you just stand there they dance and then they die and you win the battle. It's cra- <laughs> the game is the game's fucking crazy. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, so I did a, a ten by twenty of just the zombies, and it says "Watch us dance." And there's like one of like those big like Japanese like big drum like the side drums they bang on. Oh, yeah. it, it's yep. very very Japanese horror inspired. It's it's very strange, but it, it is absolutely uh, absolutely worth checking out. You probably get the I've, cart for I've like heard 10 of bucks. this. Yeah. Once you started talking about when you said the zombies that died. Yeah, it's like I remember hearing that on some. Yeah, there's, there's like I know there's been like like John Tron did a review on it, and uh, uh, my my buddy Norm, you know, gaming historian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Norm, he's he's a good friend of mine. He he did a like a video about like the history of it because there was all this weird shit that like happened in the Japanese one, and they had to change it when they brought it over here because it was just too crazy. Uh-huh. 
yeah, he did a great video about that, but I, I highly recommend checking that out. So that's like some of the weirder stuff that I'll get to do. Like the monster party stuff has like a fan base and I know it'll eventually move, but so that that's like going up to the line of like the weird stuff I want to paint versus like the Castlevania three that I just put yeah. out or like, you know, the, the link to the past stuff. Yeah. But, but I can still, Castlevania yeah. three one was really cool. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, I had that layout laying around for a while. Cause, uh, I always like doing doing pieces when there's there's multiple characters from a game that are very very iconic and recognizable and being able to fit all four of those on a canvas like on a smaller one is always really difficult especially cuz Alucard is such a huge mm-hmm. sprite so being able to put him in there as the bat just allowed me to like really play with like the sizing and it's like oh I can flip Grant upside down and have him doing like his his uh his ceiling crawl you know, just to capture like his personality in the game. So that's, that's like the creative stuff that I, that I get to do with all of these is, is constantly figure out new, new ways to do layouts for these. So I don't think we mentioned it on here or just so in case for anybody who's not familiar with your work, what, what, what are the prices range like for, for these different things, like different sizes and stuff like that that people um, can get? Well, like I, I, I have to charge a little bit more online because like of fees and stuff like that mm-hmm. and shipping and whatnot. But it shows uh, for the small pieces, like I said, those, those will never change. I'll, I'll have little like four by four canvases uh, with just like it'll be like a Koopa Troopa on it or like a POW block or, you know, something like a Moblin from Zelda. Th- those will be uh, like between $20, $30 a piece. I'll do little six by sixes, like the one that you mentioned that like John Riggs has on his wall mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Star Tropics. That's around like 40, 50 bucks. Like the the eight by eights, those can range anywhere from like 50 to like 120 ish. Eight by tens will, you know, it's, they they go up. From there as as you get um you know the the more complex the sprite uh the more colors and uh yeah just size and complexity are, are the two uh determining factors for my art so i have stuff that starts at twenty dollars and i have pieces that are thousands of dollars mm-hmm. so i try to i try to cover the basis for everything sure i just wanted to give any of the listeners who haven't looked at looked at your stuff uh-huh. just give them an idea of like the pricing oh yeah and stuff like that, yeah you know? it generally uh it it, it if you're going to pick up a piece off of like store envy, like I said, I have to, there's a markup on it just to cover shipping and uh, like they take a fee also. So it's going to be anywhere between like 75 to like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. for like any, any of the, just to start for the pieces that I have on there. And uh, I try to keep like all, all the pieces I have on there are anywhere between like around that, like 60, $70 up to about 300 bucks. It's nice. very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah I, mean, I try to keep, it sounds like you spend several hours. Like if you, even if you just broke it down to like, Oh yeah. Per hour. Yeah. That's, that's extremely fair pricing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I mean, some of the, the larger ones that are around the 300 range might go up from there, but like I, I have such a system that I'm able to like, you know, crank out pieces and I'm, you know, I'm not living large by any means, but I'm happy that I'm able to pay like my rent and my bills selling this. And uh, I, I want to keep it affordable for people. I know that people in like the retro gaming scene, not everybody there is going to be able to like, for that Zelda piece you have, I'm not going to charge $250 or 300 bucks or something for, for that. I don't want to price out people that want to own a piece of my art. I always, I will keep the stuff lower. No, absolutely. I want to keep it. Like I I want people to own a piece of my art. It makes you happy. Awesome. That Mm -hmm. makes me happy. So I will always run the gamut of, uh, of prices for, for people to own my art. 
That's that's awesome. You take any um, you take requests like people send you a screenshot. Oh, oh, all all the time. Like like I just said, uh, uh, Kelsey from uh from Pinkerilla reached out mm-hmm. to me, and with a like I said, it's a, I'm not I'm not talking about it, but it's a really awesome commission idea, and I was really excited when she mentioned that to me. So so all the time. Uh, and like I, I get people with like outrageous commission ideas and I'll, I'll literally tell them like, do you have the side of a building I could paint and $60,000? Cause like that's how much it's going to be to paint like the entire level nine of Zelda from the first one. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, like mostly like whenever someone comes to me with a commission idea like that, I'm, I'm always able to work with them. It's like, all right, what's your budget? What, what do you want? And I could put ideas together. So I, I just picked up a commission for like a doom piece. This, this really nice dude on a, on Instagram hit me up about that. I'm excited to work on it. So yeah, it's, I, I always tend to have like a backlog of commissions. Mm-hmm. And and it's, and there's not like, is there a, a markup for commissions? Like this, yeah, there because, there has yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I still keep my prices fair, but there has to be, especially mm-hmm. if like I got to go in and like clean up like pixels and like I got to redraw designs and, and things like that. There, there always is. I got I got to get paid for my work. Sure, sure. But but again, if it's a smaller piece, I I always I, I try to keep the price as fair as possible where I'm getting paid, and it's not going to destroy your wallet. So say it's a little bit like a a little bit like because I've had a few tattoos and you uh-huh. have to like put down a deposit because of all the work that has to go into just getting the design before you actually even do the work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've had ones like that also where someone wants like a giant piece. Uh, this one, this guy that I'm friends with, he, uh, he commissioned me for the, the campfire scene from Chrono Trigger and it was like a big three foot by two foot. And that, that was like a very, very ambitious piece. I, I wanted to paint that ever since I started doing this. Cause that's you know, such an iconic scene, but that, that was like a whole thing of setting up the designs going through revisions, making sure it was exactly what he wanted. And yeah, that's, that's how the bigger commissions go. Do you, do you, your color, the way you match colors is really impressive. Does that just come from years of doing it? Like, yeah, just, it's naturally being an artist. I've, I've been doing art my whole life and just doing these paintings and learning how to mix color, learning what, what type of brands of color I like to use, what works with what, uh, that that's and just understanding color theory. So I, I always pride myself on like the very bright uh, vibrancy, of my colors, yeah, colors you, and design. Yeah. Cause you'll always, when you display your photos on Instagram, you may on your store envy as well, you'll uh-huh. put it next to the original like box or, you know, the cartridge yep. and you just see like the, the accuracy of the colors is something else. I awesome. I, I really appreciate so cool, that. Yeah. So I, I just, I started doing that. One of, one of my friends, suggested like oh hey you know you have like this giant collection of video games why don't you integrate that into when you photograph your stuff and then it it also when you put it next to the the painting it shows the scale because you can't tell like how big or how small some of these paintings are from the photograph like like the big contra that i did the three foot by three foot i I just showed it to someone recently and they're like holy fuck i didn't realize it was so big because there's like a paint a picture of me holding it and the thing is gigantic so I do that. It's, it's like, you know, people always love seeing games in your collection. It shows the scale and it's just a nice way to display stuff. So I, I have my system. I'll just take a photo of the painting. I'll put a game, the game next to it as close as to what I have to like something from it. And then like, I, I collect tons of toys and sculptures and all sorts of crap, nerdy crap around here. So I'll throw something in for uh for that when I photograph it too. I actually just realized I got to get more Metroid stuff 
Because the only thing I, I'm not really a huge Metroid fan. The only one I have is uh like one of the big ones from like the World of Nintendo store, like the actual Metroid with like the claws that can move. That's the mm, only okay. thing I have in my collection <laughs> from Metroid that I use for when I post one of the paintings. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to get more Metroid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I need I should get the Samus Amiibo or something. Should you be able to. The, yeah. Uh, should be able to find it. Before yeah. we started recording, you mentioned you have the. Uh, well, I call him front butt Mario because of the way his like <laughs> the way the stitching is on him is really. Oh funny. yeah, it does look like he has a huge ass up there. He's got a butt. Yeah, on his, I, uh, yeah. I I just uh, uh I just got my second COVID shot, so and like I waited a couple weeks, so I'm like fully vaccinated now. So I went up to uh, New York to visit my parents, and I was just digging around in the attic because I have all my old tons of old toys and all sorts of old shit up there, and I'm digging around, and I happen to find that exact Mario that you have there. And uh, like I was saying before, I had the hat, which like 10 years ago, I knew where the hat was. Mm-hmm. And I brought that to uh, to my friend because he had one of those Mario dolls in his video game store. And he's like, I don't have the hat. I'm like, I have it. I'll give it to you. So if you go to uh, if you go to Digital Press in Clifton, New Jersey, and you see that there, that's that's that my Mario hat on the doll there. <laughs> that's on the counter. I've never nice. seen the hat in person. Yeah. Well, the. Uh, the my brother had that that mario doll from like when we were kids mm-hmm. you know we never got rid of anything nice so you said yeah. you're doing you're doing too many games this year in october yep. right mm-hmm. is there like do you have other conventions that you're doing after that like what's your what's your plan for the rest of the year um so it's so weird that's the only one that i'm doing at that time of the year uh, there were uh, like usually the late summer into the fall in the Northeast or just all over in general is when everyone wants to do their convention. So uh, I'll do like three in a row then, but so it's weird. So that's not happening. Too many games is actually doing, they usually do it at the end of June. They're doing a little one day show uh, on June 27th out, out here at like in King of Prussia at a hotel here. So there's the one day show there when, and also May 15th, I'm going to be selling at the uh, Trenton Punk Rock Flea because there's like other, I don't just do conventions. I'll do other shows too that are like where retro gaming will fit in. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. And those are the only three shows that I have lined up right now. It's just nice that shit is reopening and <laughs> stuff is happening again. Like I, I was saying before, like I, I can't even imagine how crazy too many games is going to be this year because that's like a big party con also oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a big party convention you know the, the after parties are friggin nuts there everyone's oh, like uh, i'll sell all day and then i'm out you know till three o'clock in the morning hanging out and drinking with people mm. and then you pay for it the next day but it's still fun yeah <laughs> uh yeah I, I can't even imagine how insane it's gonna be it's like you know it's too many games and this is like the first con post covid like yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. Mm. It's gonna be a huge year for live events for all the conventions. And oh yeah, that's yep. that's the big thing that we're talking about too with Rex Viper for uh, for 2022. That when conventions come back, they're gonna come back in full force. And oh, yeah. it, it's gonna be tough. Like you know, when I said that you know we're we're spread out all over, that we're only gonna be able to play a handful a year, and we generally will be at conventions anyway. Like Cinemasker will be there for you know, for being guests, I'll be there to vend, you know, James is there doing an Epic game music set. We're all generally at these cons for our own thing anyway. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of makes sense that we, we should play live shows at these cons and hopefully next, next year. Yeah. uh, We were already, we already have a list of like, of ones we want to play, like, like too many games. We'll always, Mm -hmm. we'll always do that one, but 
Mm-hmm. There's others like all around, like Portland Retro Gaming. I would love to. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of logistics if we could do it. But yeah, 2022, we are going to be doing some shit. If you <laughs> if you're able to make it your way, like more by where we're at, uh, Midwest Midwest Gaming Classic is the big one that we go to every year. That's, that's in Missouri, Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, yeah. right? Uh, it's yeah, in, uh, 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 it's in Milwaukee. It's 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 happening in November this year, but it's normally in like April, like first week of April. I think. Right, right. Yeah, I um the guys who run it have reached out to me before to like come to the show, mm. and like it's just so hard if it's not within like reasonable driving distance. Like mm. I guess Milwaukee because I live in Philadelphia, it's probably about twelve hours or something like that. I have friends that uh that vend there like video game vendors and stuff i've heard it's an amazing show mm-hmm. so i would i would definitely want to do that yeah can, can you talk about a little bit about the logistics of you, you're going to all these conventions all over the place uh-huh. where you are and in, at a normal time anyway yeah bringing all your stuff like what do you do do you rent like a u-haul van no or- no <laughs> me me and my partner we we have like a a friggin toyota corolla and the seats are perpetually down in the back like i have my grid wall back there and we're able to fit a lot in that car like we just tetris it all together and i somehow i'm able to like keep all my paintings you know separated from that so they won't get ruined and well sometimes we got to take two cars when uh the the biggest show that we do is uh magfest uh you know you guys know that one the music and gaming mm-hmm. festival yeah, yeah. yeah in in uh national harbor i i go like balls out for that i'll have you know 150 to 175 unique pieces and then uh you know we have tons of stuff because it's a four-day show we get there the day before we're there for five days so we we have our friend who helps us at the table he'll come to our house beforehand and like everything that's going to the hotel we load up in his car and everything that's going to the booth we like load up in our car so there's there's a lot of logistics and a lot of planning involved but I've just been doing it for so long. We, we make it work. One, uh, one of my best friends, he, uh, he goes to like every single convention, this tall guy with a back to the future hat. Uh, my buddy, Rob, love him. He, uh, he's at every show. He books all the hotel rooms. He takes care of all that. So I don't have to worry about it. And uh, I, I mainly, I just do the planning of like paying for the, uh, you know, putting up money for the tables, planning when we need to leave and, and things like that. So you, you got to have people that you work with. Nice. Yes, he's kind of kind of like an agent almost. He'd go and get everything set up for you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I am mainly my own agent. I <laughs> I am a huge one man army. It's like my friend is just he he books the hotel room. He kind of he takes yeah, care yeah. of that end because I I couldn't even imagine logistically working out like setting up a table, selling all day, just doing all the back end shit you got to do for that, and then dealing with like a hotel room and paying for all that also like. Like, no, let him book it and like, whatever it is, I'll just, you know, I'll cash app you whatever I owe you for like, for your, for the room. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's the only way, only way it works with the, the amount of cons that we do. And like I said, you know, in the fall or the late summer, if, uh, if things had worked out last year and like, I think August would have been busy. Like we would have been in a uh, long Island retro gaming. Then a week after we would have been in Portland and a week after that, it was uh, a video game con in North Jersey, like back to back to back. Wow. Constant traveling. It, it just, after that, I don't want to move. Like I'll just lay like on my floor and not move. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're so burnt, but it's so much fun. It's what we do. Yeah. No, it's, it sounds great. And I, and I hope yeah. to be able to see you for sure at one of these conventions in the future. Oh yeah. Of, yeah. If you guys can yeah. make it out to like 
too many games in uh, in October, you know, definitely we'll get a get a drink at the bar or something yeah. afterwards. I definitely like to come. I mean, I, I want to buy one of the pieces eventually. You know, sure. like Jeremy was saying, they they go so fast, so it's hard. You know, right yeah. when I right when I saw it, I was like, oh, that Earthbound one's great, and it's like it's gone already. But yeah. it, I actually bought yeah. I bought this uh, Zelda piece. Or I, I'm always pointing. Like, <laughs> I bought side. it like yeah. I was at work. I had just clocked out, and you know, I'm sitting there waiting for my tip out, and I like pull up Instagram, and I saw it. And I'm like, gosh. Oh, shit like it's i it had just been posted and uh-huh. it took me about like i had to i remember i had a little bit of trouble and it took me like a minute or two to get my payment information through but i was like oh, got all it. right well i'm <laughs> glad it was definitely you're... like a, a panicky feeling like oh no, i'm right. gonna miss it the uh um it, the stuff would would go that that kind of within the past two years has really uh ramped up where like i mean stuff would would consistently sell but just the pace of how it sells. Like there's a shipping place right here in my neighborhood. Like all the guys that work there know me because I'm shipping out multiple pieces a week. But uh, the the store envy site that I just set up, that's very new. That's only in the past few months I've set that up. And that's even like even quicker because I, I, I've never had a storefront that was like very easy for me to use and then very easy for you guys to use also. You can just click and buy it and, you know, they like store envy will not destroy me on fees where I have to like jack up my art so much just to make a profit. Like I had a, an Etsy for a while and the hidden fees that Etsy fucking has on there and you got to pay for your listings, man, like by the time you sell a piece on there, you're losing and with shipping all said and done, you're losing like a good 30, 40% of your sale. Oh, and it really sucks. So I didn't want to like have to, jack up my art so much more just where i'm like actually pulling in a profit so the store envy is fantastic like any 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 artist listening out there i couldn't recommend them more they're far and away the best site that i've worked with so you could also set reminders uh like on a on that site and get like um so when i post something you'll get a notification like your email or something like that as soon as something's up that's good to know yeah so i've been trying to get like multiple pieces done a week is, you know they're going so fast and yeah i'm I'm surprised i still like i did a, a sonic piece of like him giving like the peace sign from like yeah. you know the one of the signs i can't believe that one is still up i posted that about two weeks ago so there's there's still plenty of art up on there just it seems like the newest ones i've been posting have been have been going pretty quick and like you were saying it, it all it depends on like what the subject is as well exactly like, exactly yeah. it all it all depends on that like yeah. it, if, if i post a link to the past piece like any anyone that does retro art i'm sure there's a lot of perler artists out there and stuff too if you if you're like a a more established artist and you do something from like a really popular game it's not it's not going to last long Uh yeah i'm honestly surprised that earthbound piece lasted as long as it did it was up for about two days yeah yeah, it, it looks it looks great, definitely. Like, Thank you. Yeah, Thank uh, you. I, yeah. yeah, from what I've seen of everything, it looks very very impressive. So awesome, man! Thank you. I, I that never gets old to mm-hmm. hear that. I, I really appreciate it. So I will always be posting new artwork. I don't know if you guys could see. Like I have like wire racks just full of canvas back there. I nice. probably have like seventy blank canvases right now of just like mainly mainly smaller stuff. I, I, I do have a. If you did, if you did custom can, like if you stretch your own canvas. No, oh stuff. god, no! I I, I know some people do that. That is, a, I can never like it, it. There's so much labor involved in doing that, and just being able to do the gallery wrap. That is like an art in itself. Being able 
to cut it down so it's a good size and then being able to gallery wrap it that it stays and being able to staple it and then being able to like keep it tight like a drum head uh-huh. and then being able to uh uh gesso it so it it's just being able to do that i i have tried it and i fucked up every single time so i will i the, the overhead for it and the labor for that i don't i don't have the patience i don't have the time for it so uh like i'll, I'll go when when michael's has or ac Moore or any any of these craft stores has like a 70 percent off sale and i'll drop like 500 dollars and just come out of there with bags and bags of canvas <laughs> yeah so i i'm always i'm always trying to be up on that and a lot of these stores too if you buy in bulk um they'll hook you up mm-hmm. but there there are uh there are pieces that I want to do that are like the, you can't find the canvases, uh, the canvas size, which, which kind of is a detriment to this. Cause like pixel art is very restrictive anyway. And how everything is sized together. You can't like scale stuff because then, because there's like a whole math system that I use for everything. And like, hmm. if I was to scale it, that completely changes my system and I wouldn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, so I got to work within that. And then also like the, the canvas size that's available, like uh, Blick Art Supplies carries uh, 30 by 10 canvas, which is kind of a weird size. And uh, that's the only store that I could find that at. I've been looking for a 48 inch high, like four foot high by one foot wide canvas. And I can't find one stretched for the life of me unless without it being like $250 just to get it custom made for me. Cause I have this big super Mario brothers piece. I want to do on something like that. So there's always, always creative ways to, to uh, work around that. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like you got a lot, you got a lot uh, cut out for you here. And oh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I make it work and I, I love what I do. Definitely. Did, uh, did either of you guys have any, have any more, anything else to ask uh, Adam here before, before we go? Uh, I mean, maybe one other thing I, you kind of already covered this, but have you, have you kind of done mostly like 2d art or have you done any like sculpture or have you, have you like used other mediums, I guess? Uh, not with square painter. I, okay. I, we do have a 3d printer, but I haven't even uh, dove into that. Cause I have seen people do extruded 3d sprites and I, I was going to learn Maya or one of the other basic 3d programs to kind of learn how to translate that to a 3d printer. I do want to bring that aspect into my paintings, but it's like when, whenever we can do that, like I I'm so busy with my art right now and with the band and we might be buying a house this year. So who knows oh, when wow. I'll get to that. Yeah. A lot of always, I always have a million things going on. That's I would love to do that though. I would love to have uh, like 3d prints meshed in with my paintings. I will eventually get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. something to work forward or oh forward yeah yeah i always i always have new ideas like uh if you look on on my store envy or any of my social media i uh i've i've expanded with other ideas of taking like art you find at thrift stores and you know like grandma art and adding like silly sprites into it and making making like you know adding adding things like that into the art or uh i've been i've been doing uh custom skateboard decks also painting those so I haven't done one in a while, but uh, I think I have like three or four left. So those those are a big challenge. I'm always I'm always trying to you know mix it up and do. I think I saw the creative stuff. One you had on yeah, that. yeah, I have. Uh, I think those are the only ones I have. I have the two skater dies, and I have a Back to the Future one. 
but it's like the shop owner, like the yeah, yeah, the it's crazy pretty much cool. pretty much yeah. Rodney Dangerfield with the Mohawk. Oh yeah, 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 totally. yeah. That was the first one that I did probably about a year ago. It's uh it's not easy to order skate decks online like for a decent price. Like when you when you you gotta constantly scour like eBay and Amazon and shit to find them. So when I do, I'll buy them up. I should look again because uh last time I checked, I didn't really find anything because I I have like an archive of like 30 like skate deck ideas that I want to get to. I have a Ninja Turtle one that I want to do. Nice. Yeah. And then you could, uh, you can do a whole thing of like skateboarding conventions or whatever they do. Oh yeah. 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 I, uh, I brought a couple of, when I did the Trenton punk rock flea um, back last fall, they had like an outdoor socially distanced one. And uh, I had a couple, I just brought a couple of skate decks there. That was the first time I showed them and people were like flipping out over them that like I hand painted them. So I said, it, it never gets old that I get that reaction. Nice. Well, uh, just I know we talked about it before, but just let everybody know again where they can find you on the internet and all sure. your stuff uh, and all that. Yeah, sure. I, I'm mainly active on uh, Instagram and uh, on Twitter. I'm there on there all day. Uh, Square Painter, you can get at me with that. Uh, DM me if you're interested in any commissions. Uh, SquarePainter.StoreNV, S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y, StoreNV.com is my site. As soon as something is done, it's posted on there and for sale. Uh, please check out my band Rex Viper on the Cinemasker channel. I'm sure everybody listening knows who that channel is. We got two songs out. We got a bunch more coming. Uh, please be on the lookout for that. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Awesome. And I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll put yeah, the uh, I'll put the website and such in the description of cool. this episode. So yeah, check that out for sure. And yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I look oh, forward to 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 everything that you do. Like you new, I'm definitely following you on Instagram now. So I mean, I've I'll be I'll be awesome. watching to see if there's anything <laughs> I can uh, pick up eventually. Because uh, awesome, yeah. I really appreciate it. And if there like if there's anything spe- specific that you want, feel free uh, to DM me with any yeah. ideas, and we could talk. I was thinking about. I mean, I've been thinking about it the yeah, whole yes. time. I mean, for me, mostly right. it, it would be like Dragon <laughs> Quest stuff. But I'll let oh, you know. Yeah, I, I anything from Dragon Quest one yeah. to four, man. I'd be I'm so down. Nice. I'm thinking Dino yeah. Wars, but that's oh yeah, Jeremy's Dino, Dino Wars. Dino also. what? Dino Wars. It's a Bandai game from like eighty. Oh, like destruction of Spondylus. Yeah. Spondylus. Yeah. This, yeah. This is the it's like, <laughs> this is the shit that's in my brain from doing this for yeah. so many years. Yeah. It's like a side scroller. I. I it's I one of my favorite that. games, and it's just because. Of when I favorite of yeah. life, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> we all had that, like, dude. I would love to do a painting from that. I've never painted anything from that. I would never have like any inclination <laughs> to do it. But like, you want a custom one? That's what I'm talking about. I I love doing the weird ones. It's like now, now you know somebody who would buy who would buy the spondylus. Uh, yeah, right. Dragon. Right. Know what yeah, the hell it yeah. is Dino War stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, yeah, thank you so yeah. much for being on the show. Uh, we're yeah. gonna... great to meet you, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's great nice. chatting with you guys. Nice talking to you. Take care, man. Yeah, take it easy, guys. All right, well, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about our games and Pokemon Snap and all that stuff. So we'll be right back. I'm on your mighty wings tonight.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back and now we're going to talk about some of the games that we've been playing and that we purchased and all that stuff uh, one of the big ones that's pretty much our topic is one that jeremy and i both got so you know that'll be the one that i say at the end here we can both talk about it but they uh my nickname or my name you know which which i was thinking about it i was like well i can only do this once or maybe i did it before when we talked about it with phil but uh uh, I basically there you know there was a there was a there was a sale on the 3DS so I broke out my broke out my old 3DS and I've been playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 on there. I finally got it. That's a game that's like been, you know, on my wish list forever. And it was it's it was normally $20, you know, like as a select game because it was released for 40. And uh like most of the Shin Megami Tensei stuff is 50% off right now. I don't know why, but everything on in 3DS is on sale. So I bought it for 9.99. So I've been playing uh Shin Megami Tensei 4 in, anticip- in anticipation of Shin Megami Tensei 3, which comes out at the end of this month. So I've been messing around with that mostly. And it's it's nice to play the 3DS again. It's such a nice little system, in case in case you guys forgot about it. it's I've been playing it in 3D mostly also, you know, just because. Wow. It's fun. And it looks good in 3D, you know? I put about like five or six hours into it so far. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very much Shin Megami Tensei. It's like a it's kind of like a messed up Pokemon, as some people would explain it. Explain it as, you know, it's like a Pokemon, but instead of like wearing down the monsters and catching them, you actually have to like talk to them and convince them that you're like worthy enough for them to join your team. Like a lot of it's all like uh, just banter back and forth and all that stuff, and then you end up, you know, using your demons to create other demons, and you kind of like kill them when they become the new demons. So it's kind of like more. 
it's more dark than other stuff, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's the it's it's weird because a lot of these games take place in like post apocalyptic Tokyo, and so far four actually feels like a regular like a regular RPG. Like everybody's like alive still. You have like a party. Like they don't they don't you don't use them in your team, you know, but you talk to them. Like from what I've heard of about the Shin Megami Tensei games, like most of the time you're just by yourself. It's like you and the demons, and that's it. So I'm waiting for like I'm waiting for the shit to happen where everything like gets destroyed or something because everything seems real like peachy or whatever. You're like part of this like samurai group, and you're and you go on and do different tasks and like training missions and stuff like that. But I've but I've captured a decent amount of uh, demons. I made it through a few bosses, so I thought I was doing okay, you know. And it's cool because like you do die a lot. That's part of the game, but when you die, you go to like, you go to Sharon, like the God of death or whatever, and you can pay and you can pay that person to bring you back to life. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like Dragon Quest, you know, where you die and you lose half your coins. It's similar to that. But in the 3DS one, you can actually use your play coins, which are the coins that you get just from walking around with your 3DS. And I have like 500 play coins on my 3DS because I don't use them for anything. So I've just been using that to bring my character back to life. So I don't lose any of the money when when I get brought back to life. So it's pretty cool, and uh, just because I was playing four, I started playing the uh, the translated Super Nintendo game that I ordered a while back, the one that had a uh, okay. Megami Tensei one and two on there, which were NES games or uh, Famicom games, I guess, because they never came out for here. But I've been playing those, and they all they're very very similar. So it's pre- it was pretty easy for me to figure out how to play the Super Nintendo game. So I, I did the same thing where I was going to like Saturday night, I was going to stream something and I didn't feel that great. So I ended up not streaming something, but I ended up just playing Megami Tensei, the first one. And it's, I played it the same way I've been playing for, you know, like catching demons and, and stuff like that. And it's very, like I said, it's very similar. Uh, it does the same thing where you die and you go see Sharon and you, and you like pay money and you come back to life and all that stuff. It, it almost looks the same, like between the two game overs, but, but the original one is more like, you know, like first person labyrinth stuff, and the uh, the 3ds one is third person, so that's a big difference. But it's kind of cool to just play around in that in that area because I've always been wanting to play the straight up Shin Megami Tensei games, not the Personas and the or Tokyo Mirage or anything like that. And I'm always afraid of buying it, buying an RPG that I don't really know that much about because I'm afraid that it's going to be too complicated or too difficult, and I just will get it and just won't play it. So so far, four is like pretty. As far as those games go, it seems pretty pretty inviting, and the first one's not bad either. Like the Super Nintendo one, like you can kind of like I I was like I was going around and I finally figured out that it auto maps, like it creates a map for you, so that's really cool. And I figured out that you could put a map on the screen as well while you're doing it. So it's just all this extra stuff that I didn't. It just kind of surprised me that all this was in there for such an old game for a Famicom game. So that's been that's been something that I've been messing around with. As far as games go, I also bought uh, what was it? I also bought a uh, Soul Hackers for 3DS for 9.99, and that was actually that was a port of a of a Sega Saturn game that never came out here. So just because of its weirdness, I was like, oh, I'll get that one too. I, I just haven't played it yet because I've only been playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4, but uh, I, I like that one so far. And it's just one of those. I was I was looking through the games that were because I wanted to find ones that were ten dollars. And I was looking for the ones that were $10, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll get another one. And uh, that was the one that seemed the most interesting. It was either that one or, like, the the 3DS remake of DS games. And I was like, well, that's a DS game. I can get the DS game. I don't necessarily need the remake. So 
So that's what I did. But it's a uh, yeah, it's all just kind of weird Japan only stuff. But I, I love seeing stuff that's uh, that's that didn't that didn't come out here and just has you know has its like first appearance in America and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, and Sega Saturn. I never had one of those, and I'm always interested in the Saturn RPG stuff. So, and it basically looks like your same same sort of like a dungeon crawler a demon RPG fighting game. So seems oh, exciting. Yeah, those games. Yeah. We uh I also got to try out uh Jess and I we got to try out Super Super Mario Party online, so that's really cool. We played How was it? I, I'm really I really want to sometime soon. Yeah, well sorry we have it sorry we didn't play it. Uh just Jess's bedtime is pretty that's much fine. like ten to eleven now. Oh she that could... night it wouldn't have worked out that yeah. night anyway because yeah. uh there was other stuff going on we had on our end. Yeah, no no yeah, you said that when you got back, but she was also like crashed by the time you got off work, but but uh, yeah, we we played with Jess's brother and his wife, and we did a full four person Mario Party, and it worked great. It worked really great. There was one, the mini game, you know, where you fly around like down the tunnel, like the three D mm-hmm. one. I don't I don't know if you remember that one, or I don't know if you played it enough to saw it, to see that one. But anyway, I that mean, one I played it enough yeah. where I was noticing when games were repeated. So oh, okay, yeah, sure I played it. Yeah, because because that was the one where we thought it was gonna break, because like too much was going on, I guess. And it started to like, it started to be like frame by frame by frame, like get really, really slow. And then it stopped completely. And we were like, oh shit, is it going to disconnect us? And then it just started going fine. Like it was just for like one, like for like 30 seconds, it got really slow and it stopped and then it started again. But that was the only mini game that did that. Everything else was like super, was super breezy. We played, uh, we played 10 rounds, I think. So it was like the regular, like hour long, you know, session and, uh. Yeah, it was fun. Jess ended up winning. You know, we 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 did that, but yeah, it works great. It works really good. All you, like base, it's pretty easy. You know, you start the game and you can start like a room, and then they join your room, and uh, then you get to re- then you get to repick your characters again because you know you have to pick your characters before you go into the Mario Party area of the game. So then then you just select online. You know, say like friend. You know, you can only do it friends or password. You just go to friends and you start a room and. There you go. And you can and also you can actually invite people, right? Yeah. I don't think we mentioned it last week, but you can actually send an invite like what you can do in Streets of Rage mm-hmm. 4 and other games. Cool. You can actually send it across games so you can invite somebody and say like, hey, come to my room or whatever, you know, and then you can. Is play. this the first instance of a Nintendo first party mm-hmm. game doing it? I think so. Yeah. I, I think this yeah. is the first time to do it. So. So there you go. Have, have you been playing around at all with like the regular non-online Mario Party now that you have it? I have it. No, I uh, don't know why I haven't played it at all. I figured you guys would have played a would have played a game at some point, just between the two of you. Uh, yeah, we stay pretty busy. Um, we have like we don't interact, or we do interact a lot. We don't overlap <laughs> we don't, a lot on having like evenings other. off together. So when we do, uh, yeah, I just haven't thought of like bringing up Mario Party. But I was kind of waiting for us to all get together, do multiplayer, and because she has played before. I think. Yeah, I think she played here when when you guys were yeah. here. We all yeah. we so all she played, played that one time. Yeah, but so. we've also played a little bit of the uh, Mario Party two on my Wii U. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but we played a little bit of. It. Sure. Well, uh, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much what I have aside from the big one. Do you want to go ahead and talk about uh, our little this little sequel to a twenty two year old game here? Jeremy and I we both got new Pokemon Snap, which yeah. came out came out last week. What do you think of it so far? I like it. I guess I would say it's a 
great game. It's a fun game, but it's not the kind of game where you're like, at least I'm not thinking like, can't wait to get home and play Pokemon. You know, like it's not yeah, one of those yeah. games where I'm thinking about, oh shit, I should do this. You know, I'm not like thinking about the game when I'm not playing it. When I play it, it totally consumes me. It's like, it's a meditative, almost meditative experience where I'm just like, you know, this is great. I'm moving really slowly. I'm seeing all this cool stuff. And I really like, um, you know, the, obviously it's been upgraded because it's 21 years later or whatever, but it's the way they like interact, the Pokemon interact with each other and stuff is also a lot more complex, which I really appreciate. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's a, I think I have written down here. Yeah. It's like a game for winding down and in, in my opinion. Sure. Like there's some parts that can get a little bit more actiony, but th- those are very rare so yeah. far. It's a uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh, I like it, but I don't love it, like that type of thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's great. Like I, I think it's cool. Do I think it's like uh, I don't know? Do I think like everybody should play it? Do I think it's like a hundred percent like in my top five for the year? I don't know. I mean, who knows what's coming out for the rest of the year? But I think it's definitely. I mean, it's exactly what you would expect, I guess, from a sequel to Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because I, I feel it's like... It's actually... I, yeah. It's definitely a true sequel as well. We know that. Yeah. I, I feel that it's uh, maybe hard to sell for anybody who didn't really play the original one. Because I have seen some people be like, I don't get it. You just take pictures of Pokemon. And I was like, yeah, that, that's the game. That's what you do. But it's... Uh, I don't know. And and I do I do kind of have issues with, and I'm sure you have as well, with like what what determines what whether you get one star two star or three stars or whatever i like, don't understand that at all <laughs> yeah the, the rating system is really strange and also you can kind of tell that it's a computer program because mm-hmm. like if you take a picture of a pokemon and it's covered with a leaf and you can't see it it'll still say like oh that's a great pose and it's great that it's in the right. middle of the picture even though you don't know what the fuck is there if you're an actual person because you can't see through leaves you know it's like right it would totally <laughs> fail the captcha test yeah, it's it's really weird where it will, where it will do that. Where it's like, well, I think that's a terrible pa- terrible picture, but you think it's a four star picture. It's like, why? Okay, well here here it is. Give me some points. So there is a lot of really weird stuff like that in there. That's kind of irritating it, to me. It's really weird because it's like, I mean, I guess there's a little bit to the original game where you were kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why why is it scored like that? But yeah, even back then, I'm like, this is the Nintendo 64. Like, by the time Snap came out. You know, you're like, this system's like the end of its lifespan. Like, even then, I was like, okay, you know, I can only expect so much from this. But, like, there's a lot more. A lot a lot has changed since <laughs> Pokemon <Yeah. laughs> Snap came out. Like, you could play that thing on a pregnancy test, probably, you know. And, sure. Um, <laughs> not really, but. It's got to be I'm a sure. real detailed uh, pregnancy test. But, yeah. And just thinking about, like, how much things have evolved since then and yeah, in every aspect of the computers, it's like, why does it still not make any fucking sense, like, how you're scoring my photo, like... Yeah, you think yeah, that like it you would said, be a little, like, yeah. You can only see, like, it's just a blurry, like, well, I guess it doesn't really get blurry, but it's just like a big blob in the middle of my screen, and you're giving me great points because it's, cause it's, it's centered, and it's big. Yeah. It's a shitty photo. <laughs> No one would yeah. know what this was if it wasn't labeled. Yeah, and it's like, it, and it's, yeah, th- that's what I found really weird about it. Where like the Pokemon's like turn their back to you and you don't know who they are. And it's like, and sometimes it'll be like, yeah, make sure you get their face next time. But then other times it'll be like, this is a great photo. It looks like they're going somewhere. It's like, okay, well, in this case, it's good they were looking away because they were going somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know. it's kind of hard to tell. Like, like, if it were a first person shooter, right? And you were to aim at this character but there was something in the way the bullet would deflect off that object right so yeah. the game would recognize oh something's in the way 
Like that's a, it's a very common thing. But that's but, the thing. There is deflection with because uh, you have with physical the, items you throw. Yeah, with the with the fruits, and they or will the, be repelled yeah. by objects. Oh. but the camera. But if it, if it's camera. Yeah. But but when they raid it, they don't see the things that are in front of it. I guess it's it's really weird. Like the rating system doesn't, and I've seen that on a lot of reviews where it's kind of like it just doesn't really make sense. And and I and I figured it out really quickly. Like my very first playthrough, I was like, okay, well, I think that's an awesome picture. Why is that a one star? And like, why does this mm-hmm. other one? Why like why is it not a two star even when it's like I don't know they're making a face it's like all them in the I don't know it's hard and there'd be like yeah. two other Pokemon in the picture and they're doing something cool too yeah and yeah like, well I should get bonus points for that and they're also like yeah. meeting some sort of uh whatever you call it like event kind of thing where because it's like an event that you catch them doing that you get more points for so if you yeah. throw an item at them they'll be like oh that looks like it just got bopped for whatever reason that's something the professor really wants to see hmm. <laughs> and then yeah it'll be like it, they're on the move or they're happy or they're confused or they're curious like it's all these really you think of like jane goodall studying like chimpanzees it's kind of i think it's kind of like affecting that but at the same time you just the best looking photos i have will be all one star and it'll yeah. be like i don't want to replace my one star because that's more points Mm. well i mean you it's know, like I have this one yeah. star that actually looks good so you can actually say which that's a plus to this game is that you can actually save the photos that you can save them outside you of what you, yeah. yeah yeah and i've, I've kind of just been sh- saving any of the ones that that even got like one stars or whatever that i like because mm-hmm. if you don't save them and they're in your like in they're in your pokedex or whatever if you have another one that has a higher scoring one and it goes over that one that one will just automatically be gone Mm-hmm. So if you want to do anything with it later, you can't. You have to go take another picture of it. So it's so there's there's stuff like that as well, and and I think a lot of like with the star stuff, it's supposed to be like you know get them to do things that they don't normally do. Like on the beach, there's like that shovel that you can lead Pikachu over to touch the shovel, and there's like higher stars for that. So like a lot okay. of it is like I was, yeah, I didn't figure that out yet. But they they want they want them to do things that they're not they don't normally see. Or if you throw an if you throw a fruit at them, like some of them will like fry the like uh they'll like cook mm. the fruit or shock it or whatever you get more points for that so that's like a lot of it it's just yeah, kind of right. trying to you know it's that thing that i say that i hate from point and clip games where you like we have to go through the level over and over and over again and try to me- memorize everything but that's basically how this is also and, and i've heard of these yeah. games compared to like a well they call them like a dark ride at an at a amusement park like uh, and I kind of thought. Yeah, I mean, it definitely too. feels like, like a when ride. I was, when I was yeah. playing it, Shauna, and Shauna saw me, she's like, "Oh, this is like the uh, the pirate game at Indiana Beach, which is a theme park near us, kind of near us, and and it's totally like that. You're totally, you're literally in a car on a on a rail, and you can kind of do whatever you want, but only within like the region of your your track. Yeah, no, it, it it totally felt like a ride to me, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like something like Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that where you're you're on a track, stuff's happening around you and you can just take pictures also. Like that's kind of what, what the first you one go was forward well. automatically or do you have some control yeah. over it? You don't no. control it. No, it just goes on its own. I think maybe eventually it'll let you do the speed. I haven't seen if you could or not, but I think you could In the original one you could though. You eventually yeah. could affect the speed, yeah. You can also like end it in a and a session whatever which i don't know if you could in the first one but you could end a session whatever if you just want to like you got the photo you wanted and you just want to like 
Yeah, that that's really cool. Where you're like looking for one photo, you can take that one photo mm-hmm. and then quit, and then it'll look at the photo and you can use it. You don't mm-hmm. have to like finish the whole and and it's all of it's like three or four minutes like to go through the whole ride, so it doesn't really take that long. But yeah, it's a it's it's one of those things that I really I do really enjoy playing it. It's just kind of like it's very much. I don't know. It seems like such a niche thing, I guess. But at the same time, like I was playing it the other night, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of bored with this game. And then I do, and then I like do something, and I unlock a new level to go to. And then I'm like in awe of it again when I see this new level because I'm like, oh, we're all the, here's all these new fucking guys that I've never seen, and this is really fucking cool looking, you know. So that's kind of how it goes for me, where it's like I'll play one level over and over again, and then it'll be like, oh, well, here's this here's this volcano level. And I'm like, oh shit, now there's like Charmanders running all over the place that I haven't seen before. And I'm like, oh, this looks so cool. So it's just, just kind of loops me back into it whenever I find new stuff. So that's kind of how I think I maybe feel. this should have been yeah. a $40 game or is it worth the whole 60? Well, we'll see how, how much I, how yeah. long I play it for, like in the next couple of weeks. It's that's de- what I, I mean, have written down to. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely I don't much. Know yet. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot longer than the original one. I mean, the original one, you could probably do it in an hour if you're mm-hmm. good enough at it. And I think we're about at the same. I think you might have more hours in there than I do, Jeremy. But I've played like, I played around like the ten hour mark so far on it. So I mean, mm. it's definitely. Yeah, I being, have the. Yeah. Uh, I have the same thing open you do, where you can take photos around the site, and then I have almost all like all the areas. I there's one area where I haven't gotten to where I can go to the Illumina Pokemon, but other every other area I've gotten it. I I just I just got to this Illumina thing and you're probably there too and it's it's the most annoying one that I've done because I had to do it three times because this is the one with the two big moths they they're like flying things and they're on fire yeah, yeah, and you yeah. have to mm-hmm. you have to throw the fruit at them to make them not be on fire but you also have to hit them with the like mm-hmm. luminous whatever ball it, because if you take pictures of them without them like lit up then they won't count so. It actually feels like a boss battle. Like that's yeah, (laughs) that's one we have to do a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, it's kind of what I said. Like it's usually very zen, very calming, and I imagine that one will be too eventually. Once you kind of like, so everything kind of moves along a a preset pattern. So eventually, you would kind of figure it out. But yeah, that one actually had me to where oh, I got to hit it with this, and then I hit with this, and then I want to do it to the other because there's two of them. So you Mm want to do it to both, and then you want to get them doing a photo together for like the best points. And so I did actually, I think I played it three times as well. Like the very first time I played it, nothing. Second time, I think I got like, I think I finally got, you know, met the conditions to, to, to pass the level, but I wanted to go back one more time and, and do the, uh, what I thought was the ultimate photo, which got me good points, but it wasn't the best I could. Yeah. Well, it was like, I was just confused because I went through and I took all these mm-hmm. pictures that I thought was, were great when it was mm-hmm. on fire. And I, and then and it, and it doesn't even say anything. It's like, well, none of your photos are good. And then you just go to the next screen, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what happened? Well, it says, uh, yeah. yeah, I was surprised too. But it does say at the beginning of the level, like, looks like we have to put the fire out to see the po- like. You get like a comment at the top. And so oh yeah. My immediate thought was like, there must be some sort of water somewhere. I have to like make spill on it or something. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I, I thought right. that apparently you throw apples at something to put a fire out. Well, you can only do like so many things. You can either like throw apples or play a song or throw the luminance bulb. You know, so the song's another thing that I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the song. Like they should make it to where you could either mute the song or change it. It's been I'm really uh, sick of that song. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've been I've been playing this game a lot. Like, this has been a podcast game for me, where I don't listen to any of the audio from the game because yeah, you, you don't, don't really have to. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been listening to podcasts and playing it because 
I don't, yeah, you don't really know, need to know what's happening. I mean, I'm, you just move around and take mm-hmm. pictures of everything. So I did have there one moment where I, like, it really surprised me and I was like, what the fuck? And it's a level of the desert when there's like, uh, have you played the desert level yet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, the most recent thing I got was the, was the, the flaming moth guys or whatever yeah. that you're talking about. So, so that's, uh, so I, I've been to the desert. I've been, I've been to the volcano. I've been underwater. Mm-hmm. I've been to the, the, uh, the like spooky the spooky forest was probably my favorite one with the trees yeah and I the cacleons or whatever they're called the the chameleon mm-hmm. dudes yeah that that one was probably my favorite one because it looks really it's almost like you're in like the haunted mansion or something it's kind of it's kind of like a scary level and I, I like that stuff it's almost like the you know it would be like the boo the boo the the boo castle of mario brothers or you know or whatever so do you understand requests cuz i don't uh I, I've done two, <laughs> so kind of and kind of not. I don't know. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are really, really vague, and I, and I don't know what to do. Like there was, I think one of them was like, a, there's this R box sleeping in a tree. It's like knock it out of the tree. So that's what I did, and that was that one. Or there's one that's like, why are these why are these uh, fruits burned? Like, will you figure out why they're burned? And all you really have to I've do is just, two. yeah, you just throw fruit down by it, and then you show them shocking the fruit. And there was another one that I did. But yeah, a lot of them are really, really vague and hard to figure out. And it's also like, I don't really understand how to get it counted, because I feel like I did take pictures of these, a lot of these things. I know before they mentioned it, it doesn't get counted, but I feel like it, because there's one that's like, take a picture of a flying, like, Dodrio or whatever. And I did that, but it still didn't count. It's like, do I need to, like, make that the one that's marked for it to work as the request i don't, I don't know I've, I've been kind of confused by it so i haven't really yeah, I, d- yeah. I, don't get it either. I haven't really done much with the request things because i don't really understand it so i'm kind of in the same boat as you there are a couple so, of them yeah where i'm like oh, i know how to do that and i did that but it was only like two i've only done two out of like 60 there's like a ton of them so i think after playing so much monster hunter i'm thinking in my head like this is some kind of convoluted side quest that i don't understand <laughs> but it's probably actually really simple like once you get the hang of how those things work, it would have to be because this game was made for all ages. Yeah. When I think a lot of it is, uh, if a, if a 38 year old can't figure it out, then what the fuck are they doing? I mean, I think a lot of it is, um, I think all you get is like titles and stuff too, that you unlock. It's like a little like present or something that opens. So you don't actually mm-hmm. get, I don't even know if it's even worth it to get the requests is what I'm saying. Like, is it really mm-hmm. going to unlock more points for you or, or levels or is it just going to be, another thing that says you're the desert king or something like that. You know, right. I don't even mess so, with those titles. Which reminds me a little bit of the, uh, the adjectives in animal crossing. That's like kind of how I'm looking at it. Like, uh, it's just something to put in your online handle or whatever. It's just like a title because I don't know how much you've messed around with the online features. Super bare bones definitely seems kind of, I have it in the notes. It seemed kind of half baked to me. Um, so you're, you're, getting likes like any other social media but they're called sweets <laughs> which is just the so dumb but yeah that's why at the top of the show i was like don't mind me just snapping for some sweets <laughs> like you uh you get sweet points and that's a like and um so far the most i've gotten i have i'm at 199 sweets for a photo i took of squirtle i don't know how i think maybe the caption may have had something to do with it because i i put a don't don't ever talk to me or my son. I think I put as the caption because he was looking really cute, you know? So I was trying to like make a little meme or whatever out of it. So that's the one I have the most likes for, but like, 
I don't really know what you do to like get likes. You, Trey, I was looking at one of yours had over a hundred likes. I, I was say time. I have. I was gonna say I have not even looked at them. I don't even know how to look at them, so I don't even. I, I, it's not yeah. that easy to figure out. Like I found yours and Janet's uh, photos because I'm friends with both of you. Yeah, I found both of your photos, but I had to go to like recommend it. I don't know. I I just found it randomly, but I couldn't look at like friends posts. You know, that's not even an option. I just ended up seeing something and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. And I was actually just going to like it or I was going to sweet it. I mean, because, uh, because I liked the photo and, uh, then I saw it was you. I was like, Oh shit. It was the one, um, you've got like a black and white photo of someone coming out of the ground. And it says rise from your grave. Yeah, that, I think that's the only one I've actually <laughs> uploaded is a uh, pincer or whatever, whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have 146 uh, sweets. So there you go. That's more yeah. than that's more than I ever get on Twitter. So hey, <laughs> I know we got some we got some sweet clout. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe I should. So put I don't completely understand it, but yeah, I actually I have my name as my description says uh, co-host of Nintendo Main Podcast. So I'm doing what I can. You know, it's it's not quite putting wild Pokemon out called Nintendo Main into the world, but uh, I'm doing what I can. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about to that. spread spread the Nintendo main news through po- this latest Pokemon game, but yeah, yeah it, there there doesn't seem to be much. There's no interactivity. You can't comment. I don't even think you can like follow someone if you like the things they post. Like it's just completely random how you see the stuff. Maybe there is sort of a ranking system for the ones that have the most sweets, but I don't even know how you get there. Like how does that even get exposed to you in the first place to determine? And like so. The other thing is like the professor will randomly be like, I really like this photo. I'm going to post it for you. Yeah. Those are the only, it, and the, those yeah. ones will get a bunch of sweets too. Yeah. And they're shitty photos. They're always shitty. Yeah. The professor, uh, he like posted two of my photos and they have like 40, 50 likes. But I, I was like, I'm going to do that one where the, yeah, the guy coming out of the ground, I was like, I'm going to actually do some effects for this one just for the fun of it. And that's the only one I've done out of any of them because I'm like, you know, I, I just don't really feel the need to it. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh man, I got to make, I got to do this specific uh, background yeah. or whatever, you know, like, yeah. To be honest, I really only checked it out for the show. I was like, well, I, I at least want to be able to, to cover whatever this online feature is that they were, they were touting. And it really seems like either it was an afterthought or it's something that they nerfed the fuck out of because it's sure you're sharing your photos, but like you used to be able to do that with Meverse, you know, back in the day, like, and you could share any photos. Like mm-hmm. why does it have to be completely this ecosystem? And why can't I just have my friends like have their photos pop up automatically? Like, yeah. What, what is, that what, should be a thing. Why does there always have to be a workaround for that thing? Like I remember how hard it was to find like your friends levels, even on like super Mario maker two. And they finally mm-hmm. added that possible. Yeah. They like just added it like a month ago or something. Where it's like, where was this at the beginning? Like, why can't you just like go, just go through your friends list and just be like, here, here's what they put up. It's just, all of it seems to be so, it's like, I feel like every game should have like, here are your friends. Like you can always like find your friends that are on your, I thought that was the idea of like being friends mm-hmm. on your Switch system. So you didn't have you to put in all these weird codes. Them. Yeah, yeah. Because there is, there is like a code at the top of, you know, whatever my home, whatever you call it, homepage is, uh, but I can't, I don't know how to like go in and like type it. Maybe, maybe I just haven't looked deep enough, but how would I even share that? And then would it, if I did, would I be friends? And if we were friends, could we do anything differently? Yeah. That we couldn't already, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, this is a full price game, so it would be pretty damn cool if 
they really explained it. And if they're not going to, then maybe possibly this, you know, there's going to be an update in the future that rounds out the online mode and fletches it out. But I mean, this is, this is ultimately what it, it is what it, what I wanted it to be. It's a sequel to Pokemon snap. It's a direct sequel. I don't know if we don't, we don't necessarily have to spoil it, but you know, you get confirmation in it that this occurs in time after the last one. Oh yeah, because they don't they like mention. Uh, well, I guess they don't mention Professor Oak or anything like that. But I saw a picture of an old person that maybe that's supposed to be the person from the other one. Because there there was a part where they're like, oh, the other person only found like this many or something like that, and now you found more. And I don't know if they're if that's what they're talking about. But no, that's not. That's the uh, is that a different I know thing? What you're talking about that's yeah. like the guy that uh, discovered Illumina Pokemon, but he, but it was before people could take photos because it was so long ago. But there's a picture. No, it's of not him. that guy. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not really whatever. Who cares? Yeah. It's the it's the character that you were in the first Pokemon Snap shows up as, mm. you know, another character in this. Oh, you is that is that who character. that was? The person yeah. with the bigger cameras is that the yep. original one? I never mm. figured that out. I guess because I haven't really been reading anything in the game. I've just been like, oh yeah, picture, picture. Okay, points. Mm-hmm. All right, next thing. I've, I haven't really been like reading into the lore that much. I guess. I didn't realize that that's supposed to be it's, the person from the first one. I mean, it's about as deep as like a saucer, but it's it's there if you really want to read. You'll you'll get some lore out of it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it it looks nice. It's super charming. It's a uh, that's definitely the best that Pokemon that the Pokemon have ever looked as far as video games go. I'll I'll say that for sure. It's definitely okay. Yeah. As yeah. far as their animations and stuff, you're right. Like yeah. I don't know if you see all these animations in Shield and Sword. If they reused assets at all, I'm not sure, but yeah, but there's the, definitely I mean, a lot of yeah. unique. There's a lot of unique things based on conditions that it would be kind of cool to see if anyone ever hacked this and just was able to like animate the Pokemon based on all their different reactions I, and stuff that they have. I mean, I feel like the yeah, the character models look better than I've seen on Sword or any of the Pokemon games. So that's really nice. Like, I think it looks really good. You know, as far as video game stuff goes, you're not going to see like Detective Pikachu level or something like that of detail, but I want to say looks really good. The, the motion controls work, but I don't like them. Like they're not working for me. Like even when I turn up the sensitivity all the way for all, all controls, I thought that I could use the motion controls to kind of, you know, like you wouldn't in a shooter where you could like, it was, it worked really well in breath of the wild where you could do most of it with the sticks and then you could like do the, oh, like yeah. the really like minute uh, uh, adjustments with the motion controls that doesn't seem to work as well in this it's is, like, is it really like has me bending my wrists in weird ways when i'm trying to like uh, combine the two things I was, I was gonna say is it like splatoon where like it's one or the other like you either do uh no it's both analog or or uh motion like you can't can do both. yeah because mm-hmm. i didn't i just i don't really like motion control so i didn't i didn't mess with it i just thought that I thought maybe Jess could play play it and get less sick, like trying to do that. Like if you use it like a camera with a handheld, like maybe that that might work. But and that and it doesn't work that way in handheld mode. I tried it. It doesn't. I was hoping I was hoping I could like maybe sit in my chair and like spin, you know? Yeah, it'd it, be like I was I was in a ride, and it doesn't seem like it works. Oh, in a weird. True, like ratio in that regard. I figured it would be like the like the VR, you know, like the Labo VR that we had, where we sat in a chair and you could turn, right. and that's like I mean, that's a, a camera. That is not being used for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Overall, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's you seem kind of it's, it's a little it's middle, a little better than mediocre. It. Yeah, it's yeah. a little better than mediocre. But um, we'll see how I feel when I've played all that it has to offer. 
hopefully I get that to that point and I don't lose interest. Uh, I don't know why I would. I mean, if nothing else, if, even if I took a break from it, this isn't the kind of game where you're going to come back to it and be like, what was I doing? I don't remember. Like you're still <laughs> taking pictures. Yeah, it's pretty it's easy. Fine. Yeah. They'll tell just you where to that. just uh-huh. go to what I do is whenever I come back, cause I just go to, I just go to the different areas and be like, well, what level am I on on this? Like, how high am I on the level? If I'm at the very beginning, then maybe I didn't do level two or I didn't do level mm-hmm. three or something like that. And I do like that you can level up the levels, you know, and and you can you can level up the areas and different stuff will happen depending on what level you mm-hmm. have. So that's cool. And you'll see new Pokemon if it's a higher level. So that's, that's kind of the reason that I've been doing it. But I don't really – in the other one, you were searching for Mew, you know, and then you find Mew and that's the end of the game. For this one, I'm like – how are, what are you going to see? Like, how is this going to end? Are you going to see like one of the, I don't know, one of the, one of the legends from one of the other Pokemon? I think or? so. It's probably going to be yeah. a, a Lumina legend or whatever. It's going to be like a, the bat one or what? I even forget. I forget what they're called nowadays. The, the newer ones, newer legend ones, but I, I would think it would be whatever the, uh, what's the Aloha. Is it called the Aloha region or whatever the Alo- whatever, uh, sun and moon was from? Yeah. Sun and moon was Aloha. Yeah, I think I I think that's sort of kind of the vibe they're going with. Alola with that. I've seen a Raichu that was that variant, and a couple others too. Well, also the uh, what I noticed that the butterflies were different depending on where you were. There's like a dirt, desert butterfly, and a, then there's like a fa- like a deer Pokemon that changes depending on the season. Yeah, that that's always that kind of sucks. Where you take, where you're like, oh, I took a picture of this new thing, and they're like, oh, no, you didn't. You already took a picture of it in uh, in this area. It's just a different version, and you're like, okay, yeah. fine, whatever. Yeah, so, but it's, I, I mean, I'm still having fun with it. I think it's a real, yeah, like you're saying, it's a real cool, relaxing game. And it's like, if I just, if I'm like, I want to play some, but I don't know what to play, I'll just, I'll just throw on Snap. And I'm like, okay, it's fun. You know, it's, it's nice to, I like it to go around and aim at shit. Even though I did find the aiming like really slow at first and I had to bump up the sensitivity. I have it yeah. all cranked and now it's, yeah. to me, it's like the best way it could be. So I, I would suggest everybody just, crank all those settings all the way up i don't see any reason not to yeah yeah so and i also do uh you know how you move the ball like inside of the frame i don't like that i've mm-hmm. just been using it where you move the whole frame at once that, that's how i've how i've been ma- aiming because i can't understand the moving the moving the like sent the thing inside of that that doesn't make any sense to me so i just i just do it all with the left stick and just and just move it around like I mean, that. it's like it's just a twin stick shooter if you think of it that way like yeah. but you only need one you only need one stick though it's a, it's a it's a yeah, mono it's a mono stick. stick. I mean, you, you can could. play two stick and then it does the square within the square. Yeah, I just don't understand the point of the square within the square. I guess it's like oh, I guess you could if you wanted to like have because you because you have to have that circle pointing at whatever Pokemon you're taking the picture of for it to know that that's of that Pokemon. Yeah, that's another thing that's annoying too. Where you might mm-hmm. where you think it's great and you think it's a Pikachu, but it's really about really about Grookey because uh-huh. you had the circle in the wrong spot and it's like because okay. like Grookey's tail is like poking out behind P- a rock like 20 feet behind Pikachu or something. And but that's where you pointed the yeah that's where you where you pointed the aiming reticule at. So that's what it is. So it's like just really weird uh, finicky stuff in there, but. I would be really interested to see if they do any sort of DLC or any kind of just, I would hope it'd be free updates because this kind of game, you're paying full price for it. Please don't make us pay more to, to get more levels and more stuff because I'm just not into that. And maybe I'm not the target audience if that's the case, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to pay more to play more of this game. I, I definitely don't feel that way about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope for DLC as well, but I, I don't feel, I don't feel bad about the purchase. Like I, 
it's exactly what I wanted it to be, I guess. You know, it's like I'm I'm like, yep, I'm taking a picture of Pokemon. It's fun. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't end like right after we it, hopefully it's not just like over right after we stop recording this, you know, like like a lot of things mm-hmm. have been where it's like, oh, no, we got more to do. And then it's just like, no, nope, oh, wait, no, I was on the last level and I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm afraid of it being on this one. But is there anything well, else speak- you want to say about that? I say not Pokemon. We but can uh, move on to your which, other thing. Yeah, yeah, I did not get to my goal. I did not beat the final thing that I wanted to beat in Monster Hunter Rise because it got really hard. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder now. Um, I'm playing multiplayer. I've actually started seeing the same people I played with a few times. That must be what happens when you do the likes and stuff. Yeah, the mutual likes. And they'll actually, sometimes they'll different join. Different days I'll like, yeah. Sometimes they'll join different your lobby Different days I'll too. have. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you start, yeah, different days uh, I've been playing and like, it'll be like, oh, I've seen I think it's someone named Shelby that's it's been in a few of my matches and like I'm just like cool. I got friends that we never talk to each other. We just <laughs> run around yeah. and kill monsters together. But yeah, it's so I'll it'll either be I do shitty, which is that's my fault. You get the you know, multiple you to get like what three times to faint before it's over. Or I, yeah. To be I, carded. I, but I, uh, I think it's two for uh for the multi right? It's you, three. Oh but the third time it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you get to. Yeah, it's not like three in another one. Uh, Yeah. Right. So it's like in Mario when it says you have zero lives left. That's the last time. Sure. Um, It would say two at the start if it was Mario. So yeah, a lot of times it's happened where people will die and I'm just like, fuck. Like I'll I'll get knocked out and then I'm on my way back and someone else gets knocked out or whatever. A lot of times I've already like, I've waited for people to join me long enough that I finally start fighting the monster. And uh, and then I get knocked out, and then they join, and then I'm like, well, shit, we're at a disadvantage already because I didn't do much damage, and he mm-hmm. knocked me out. Also, I'm just noticing everybody's capturing everybody, so yep. I kind of gave up <laughs> on getting pissed about that. Like, yeah, you just kind of have on to these harder levels. I'm just like, well, just capture it. Let's just get this over with. So once they like say like I laid down a trap, I'll just be like, okay, well, I'll find the trap, and I'll just like stand on the other side of it and try to get the monster to run at me or whatever. But mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll, I'll like, there is a time in a match house player earlier today where there's two people riding both of the monsters and they were doing all this damage to each other. I'm like, I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> so I just like, just stood for, like yeah. a distance of watch for a little while. I'm like, this feels kind of shitty. Cause this is my map, but they seem like they're doing fine without me. I don't really need to get in the splash zone over here. So I, I, I just I, I started I, yeah. like standing back a little more, and that has helped me get through some stuff, especially on rampage levels. Like, hell yeah, the rampage levels. I love having the randos help me out because I'll go just I'll just get on a uh, on a turret or whatever, and I'll just hang out there and, <laughs> and just great. let everybody else do the work. Yeah. Well, not so much. I mean, I'll be shooting over at you know I'll aim over at the problem areas, or if if it seems like somebody's having a bad time i'll help him from a distance and then i'll run over there and, and i'll help him out you know uh melee style if i need to but i really do like those those levels are so much more fun with the randos because they know what they're doing i'm still figuring it out but it seems like more people understand like how to set up the tower defense part of it a little better than i do yeah it's a, those rampages i just steered clear of them unless i had to for unlocking other levels purpose but i i turned on monster hunter the other day just to look at what the level was that you have to beat that's like the big monster and there was then and there was another dlc thing on there there's like event matches now that just got added so 
I don't know what that is because I didn't play it yet. But they there was another thing, another free DLC thing, right when I turned it on. So that's cool. Seventy eight yeah. hours, and I feel like a huge disappointment because I didn't meet the goal I hoped to meet. But oh, it's fine. I have three out of five of the six star missions complete, so it is quite possible next week I will have done what I'm hoping to do. That's fine. I mean, you'll probably do it ten minutes after this episode, like the like <laughs> normally. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I I was gonna say whenever whenever the characters like ride are riding the monsters, I just since I'm a light bow gun, I just shoot the monsters while they're running them. That's what I that's what I do. I just hang back and shoot them while while they're on top of the monster. I'm so, a long sword boy, so I gotta be like. So you gotta be in there, way yeah. up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're probably running into walls and stuff, and that could possibly hurt you. That's the problem with having to be like you have to be careful with some of those weapons because you can end up hurting your own teammates. Like, because whenever I'm playing by myself, I run in and I drop a giant, like, barrel bomb mm-hmm. on the guys. Oh, I learned that the hard way. The bombs. Yeah. They very much hurt. But I can actually, I don't do that when I'm doing multiplayer anymore because, like, you can actually, you can accidentally hurt your, your teammates if you do that. So I only do it when I'm playing by myself. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's still there. It's great. Uh, they're going to keep adding stuff to it. I haven't really been playing it just because, you know, I'll, it'll, I'm waiting for when it's uh you know when there's more stuff and I'll be like oh yeah I want to try it again but it's it's just one of those things that if I need it it'll always be there you know so until Nintendo mm-hmm. d- d- gets rid of their internet and all that stuff but it should be there. I mean it's a now. thing if we ever if we're ever just like which doesn't seem like it happens a lot because we're all so busy but if we're ever just like let's play a game like we can always just jump into Monster Hunter like whatever reason like even if you don't need to beat a level or I don't need to beat a level you can always get some items or whatever like get some gear. Mm-hmm. get some some pieces uh so. what what i was gonna say to try to help you get what what i found seemed to be like more positive for me than having people join you is joining them i think i mentioned that last week as well you did where you just search for the mission that, that you want and you just jump into one that's already going and hopefully they have done some damage and then there's a better chance that maybe they're better at it and they'll help you get through it and also it's quicker too because they'll already have done part of the mission, so you can, you know, it, it'll be less time. Because hopefully they've already done half of the killing, and then you can come and do the rest. So there's there's that that helps. And the only the big thing that bothers me about capturing versus killing is if you're like looking for a specific item for for your uh, for your weapons. Like that's the, that's the big thing, you know. Because certain items you you'll you won't get them if you can, if you capture. So if you're hunting for one thing then you're just hoping that they're not going to capture, you know, so you can get them. And there was that one thing for that gun that I was looking for, which that the final time I did, somebody actually killed it. And then I did end up getting it. And I was like, I was so happy. Like, it was like the most, like, I was like, yes, it felt so rewarding because I had been fighting the stupid monster like 10 times and I finally got what I wanted for it. If you're good on that, we can. Yeah, I'm good uh, on that. I had, I had one more quick thing to mention just because whatever. I I mentioned it to Square Painter briefly before the show started. Because I have his art displayed, but like I don't have, um, I don't know. I'm not really happy with my current setup because it's temporary. Because we are moving next month. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah, May and so we got or no, it's May. June, we, we, yeah. Well, you said you were you said you're moving in July, right? But now you're moving in June. Originally, it was August. Like that was when it was supposed oh, okay. to start. But yeah, we got a call today that we could move in June 16th. So I'm really excited about that. Um, that's really soon. <laughs> That uh, so there's a lot to figure out here in the next little, little over, over a month. month but uh the good news is that we'll still have some overlap so it, well good and bad because you got to pay a, a little bit of an overlapping rent which kind of sucks in that regard but 
it means we don't have to like bust our balls to move out like immediately. Yeah, you don't have to do we'll have, the. We'll have a little bit of time. Twenty four hour move. Which yeah, sucks. So um, super excited about that. Really looking forward to whatever my new setup's going to be there. Who knows? I mean, I know I was excited about this one in the past, and then you know, anyone who's listened to the show for a while, this this current location I live at just hasn't worked out quite the way I hoped it would, and um, so we're going somewhere else, and I'm really excited about it. Really excited about it, and got that news today that we got to move next month, and it's just it made my day. I mean, today's just been a really good day all around. There you go. Cool. So yeah. Really in good spirits about that. Nice. Well, for me, the game that I got this week was Mom Hid My Game 2. Yeah, this it came out. Long-awaited sequel. Uh, it came out out of nowhere. I saw I saw that on there, and I was like, oh, shit, there it is. I didn't even hear about it, and then there it was. So me you neither. played through it. Played through it, beat it in about an hour, and it's more Mom Hid, Mom Hid My Game. That's exactly what it is. I mean, it essentially, it's like DLC. But uh, yeah, I'm not complaining. It's a great game. Um they do a little bit more in some of the puzzles than they did in the others. Um, like, for instance, there's one where the kid has to has to guide a, a drone around the living room to go grab the, the game on top of the shelf. So it's a little bit more of a action game in there, hidden inside the puzzle game. So there's a lot more a little more variety like that. Other than that, it's just it's mom hit my game again. And if you like the first one. There's no excuse not to get this. It's only five bucks. Yeah, I, I was I was really close to getting it just because I wanted to do another playthrough that would get like thousands of watches, like my other. Because <laughs> I because I I'm like the only person that that played through. Uh, Mom hid my game. I feel like, or at least I was the only one who did it when it came out. Because uh, because yeah, there it is. I just I just looked for it. Like Mom hid my game playthrough. It has twenty thousand views. Our, our Nintendo main one does. That used to be our number one viewed video for the longest time. Yeah, it was, but but until we did the until we did the um, uh, whatever the fuck, started uh, started Valley. Yeah, see, <laughs> can't even remember that. Um, yeah, until the started the Valley one. So I was like, well, maybe I should just play through it and record it. I just haven't haven't got around to it because there's been a bunch of other stuff that I've been playing. So, but it's it, as as I can tell, I don't think anybody's actually. There is somebody who says they have a complete walkthrough and it's twelve minutes. So. Maybe it is already on wow. there, but yeah, no, it is. It is really cheap. It's like a, what is it, like five or six dollars, something like that, for for what it is. Yeah, you get fifty more levels, and then there's a a music video when you beat the game. Is it is it as charming an ending as the first one? Because the first one had that really nice ending at the end that I really liked. Uh, without spoiling no. it, of course. No, it's is not as cool as that. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's char- it's a charming ending. I think the first one was the whole joke being this kid is longing to play the game, and then if you beat the game, he gets to like play it forever until he's forty five or something. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. I thought, uh, this I thought, one, yeah. something I guess along those lines, but I didn't I didn't find the ending as as uh, funny or satisfying. Yeah, because yeah. still play the game anyway because the game is fantastic. The the game itself is satisfying. Is it better better than the dancing one? I'm sure that we already played the the rhythm one. Yeah, it's better than that one. I mean, it's a core mom. Hit, it's a core mom hit my game game. Yeah. And that was a spinoff. So, and this one wasn't on was the M M H M G U, the mom hit my game universe. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> the mom hit my game universe. And this isn't because I remember we found a whole bunch of them that were on uh, uh-huh. that that were on uh, 
Apple s- cell phones. Mm-hmm. Was was this yep. is this the same as that other one that you could get for free, or is this a different one? It's different. Oh, okay. Because I remember there was because we we found all those weird ones where it's like follow the girl home and all this other like creepy. Yeah, there was shit. Some, yeah. some weird ones there. Because I, I I have I downloaded all of them on my phone. Yeah, it's I thought like, most of them were pretty fun. Yeah, but it but they aren't on there. So I'm saying it's just on here as of right now. So cool. Well, uh, why don't we why don't we talk about the big announcement here, and then that's that'll be the episode. I guess it's not that big of an announcement, but Nintendo silently announced a new game, a Labo style game. It's actually an update to an old Labo thing, kind of. Yeah, it totally because mm-hmm. like the robot in it is the same robot from the Labo. So same guy. Well, well, Labo. Yeah, the the stuff where you can make your own levels in Labo VR is called Labo Garage. So this is mm-hmm. Garage Game Builder, and uh, from what I can tell, it's going to be because like for we, I watched the I watched the trailer, and my first question was you know like social you know and John said it too like you know can we can we be able to play this stuff online and all this stuff, and yep. I d- and I dug around a little bit and. Uh, According to like some other sites that you know from their like from their press kits and stuff like that, there is going to be a sharing ability, so you can actually play people's levels that are put online. I don't know how exactly that's going to work or how easy it's going to be to find levels. Find all the games, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's a main major thing for me because if it's just going to be me creating games and only showing my friends in personal, that in personal in person, then it's like who wants to do that? So. I want it. I want it to be. I was hoping that maybe it would be like Nintendo's version of Dreams, but I don't think we're gonna get that. You know, like we're not gonna get that far in there. It's gonna be more like a little, like a lesser version of that. But still, like if you've looked at some of the levels that people made for the VR one, and for a while there, Nintendo was actually releasing levels for the VR one that you could download in a really weird way, but you could play them. There was some pretty cool stuff in there. Like I watched this video that Game Explained put up where somebody had like recreated the first level in Mario 64 and like somebody had made like the Donkey Kong, like had made Donkey Kong where you jump like over the stuff coming down the, you know, people had actually, or people had recreated like whole uh, temples from. Uh, You're talking about from, dreams, right? No, not in dreams. I'm talking about in a uh, Labo VR. Oh, in really? In the Labo VR garage. Oh, yeah. I never saw any of that. Yeah. Cause somebody had actually made an entire temple from breath of the wild in the, in the Labo VR game. So, I mean, I, I'll, oh, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll put the, I'll put the thing in the, in the Slack so you can look at it. But yeah, it was a video that was posted like a long time ago from when that first came out of somebody like going through and doing, and doing all that shit. So right, and that was, at this point was over two years ago. Yeah. And that was just that version. So, I mean, there is a lot of stuff you can do even in the VR one. So, and I never really messed around with that stuff that much. So I'm wondering what you could already do. So if anybody, wants to get an idea of what this is going to be and you have level VR, try it out. You can get an idea. Yeah, because it, it looks to. like it uses the nodes that attach to each other because that's totally in the Labo garage, but mm-hmm. a lot more like abstract seeming than the way this is presenting it. Like this is like you move the node over, but there's different labels of where you attach it to where you know what it's going to do very specifically. You're not just sort of, I don't know. I, I didn't even try. Yeah. Lab it, gra- like, to make anything in Labo garage. A lot of it looked like it just looked like something that was like just looking at it. I'm like, I don't know. This seems like a headache, and I'm just not. This is too much game developer for me, I guess. But they kind of, you know, they show a video kind of trying to show you how to do it, and they did it on the other one too. It was just like, for me, if I if I was to get this game, I would want to do it to play what other people made, you know. And mm-hmm. then maybe at some point I'll try my own shit, you know. But it's, that's the way I was yeah. with Dreams, so yeah. that makes sense. 
And and it looks like it's going to be less. You know, it's not going to be full price. It's going to be thirty dollars. Thirty bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, the the size is going to be. I have to make my own game. Hey, yeah, better be half price. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's going to be what ten and a half gigs. So that's not that much, I guess. But I like that it's actually, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I like that I can actually get it digital now. And not because all because yeah. every labo has been physical only, and now we finally have sure. the digital version. So, and and it's funny. I was I was saying it on the Slack, but I was just looking through the eShop earlier just to see if there was any games we should mention that came out or anything like that. And there's a skateboard game that came out, which I heard was okay. That came out this week. Whatever, take a look at it. Skate City. It's on sale. But uh, I was just looking at like to see if like because Tony Hawk got a release date. It's coming out on the twenty fifth. Coming out the same time as Mario Golf, actually. So that's a big no for me, which is already a no on Tony Hawk because I already have it. But I was just looking through there to see if the Tony Hawk game was on there to try to figure out the price. And I saw this game builder game and I didn't know that it was a Nintendo game. I thought it was just like a crappy shovelware thing. I kind of just like went right past it. I'm like, oh, look at this game. There's like no, like the font is really cheap. Like the picture is really cheap. I'm like, this must be those, be those guys that made like the Donkey Kong knockoff that was called like Ape Mania or something like that. You know, it's, it looked like this just really crappy game and I didn't even think anything about it. And then I saw that you guys had posted the trailer on Slack and I'm like, oh, it's a Nintendo game. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just thought it was garbage, you know, cause you see so much garbage on the eShop that I thought it was just some, just some dumb, like make your own game, $2 or whatever, you know? So, but it, but it's on there now and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Well, it looks it's like coming it's got out some serious on... teeth. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, it's looks like a pretty in-depth experience and, I think I'm probably going to get it for 30 bucks. I think it's a safe bet. And it's coming out on uh, June 11th. Yeah, so, so it's right around uh, the corner. So it's just a little over a month away, right? Right in time for moving for Jeremy. So yeah. <laughs> that'll be a great time to buy a game that's uh takes a lot of your time to do <laughs> yeah, while you're while you're moving. Giant learning curve, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I learned Monster Hunter, maybe I can learn this. Yeah, I played Dreams for a little while, you know, and I talked about that on the show last year a little bit when I was playing that and um, I messed around with the creation tools and they're really good and really intuitive and even then i just i couldn't i couldn't handle it it's just too much for my brain to like dedicate itself to so i would be interested if i could actually like have the attention you know to do this but it looks really cool i'll get it um the thing i'm most excited about and i'm hoping this is the case is that there will be content made by you know people from nintendo in the game so i i'm hoping there are games in the in it that you can play that are really cool and then i also i, hope, I so. saw i saw on the website it says it's up to eight players which oh, makes me think so you can is do that online like couch stuff? co-op style or can you make your own online games like that's a pipe dream kind of thought but how else would you get eight people yeah right you know i guess it could right. be all local wi-fi i mean but, you can play i mean you can play eight players in smash brothers locally so it can be yeah. done but but yeah, that's why my name's Tuna Cube Factory Two Mikowski because <laughs> that was one of the games that was shown. It was a bulldozer pushing like these reddish cubes. I really I, I, I can only assume to wear diced tuna steaks. I thought it was Tina Cube. A, a yeah. Hole, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a person named <laughs> Tina made it. And it's it was the Tina sequel. Cube. Yeah, that was the yeah. sequel we saw. So maybe we'll see Tuna Cube Factory in uh, in this. Uh, also, yeah, like uh, what about uh, so Dreams Nintendo like. So, that's why I thought you were talking about dreams for a second there, because people totally made like full like what's the first level of uh, Mario sixty four Baba on Blast? Is that what's called? 
Whatever. It's a King Babam's fancy happy dappy. Babam Battlefield. Baba Battlefield. People yeah. made like that. They made that in King King Babam's flippy dippy. On a, somebody on made a Sonic dreams. game. Yeah, but like, well, yeah, Sonic's cool. It's still probably up. Nintendo came for those people though. Nintendo made Sony take that shit down. Like, I don't think anyone got sued or anything necessarily. They probably got threatened to, <laughs> like Sony themselves, and they're just like, let's just take it down. But like, one thing that kind of stinks about this is like, it's right there. Like, you're putting it on Nintendo's platform, so you're not going to be able to get away with some really clever person makes, you know, a Kirby game in it or something like they're fucked. Yeah. But I mean, it's on, yeah, it's on a Nintendo system, so they probably won't care. Right. They, they kind of want you to do, they will care stuff like that, but it's their Metroid prime for before I'm going to beat him to the punch. <laughs> there you go. Oh As, my God. That would be awesome. If someone made like a proof of concept of prime four. <laughs> I mean, please, please do. I mean, I, I, I need something. I, I, I don't even, I don't even remember what, uh, I don't even remember what Metroid Prime is anymore, you know, because I because I've like I don't even remember what Metroid is. Like Metroid's like my favorite franchise, or it used to be. But when was the last time we saw a new one of those? One like of my favorite seven years saw, ago or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't even remember what it is anymore. My favorite meme I saw of when the Switch turned four, which whatever. There's not a lot of memes about the fourth birthday of the Nintendo Switch, but somebody just posted the Switch is this old, and it was just the Metroid Prime Four logo. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! They, they actually it's been a long time. There was a similar thing about that. Well, there's a couple of things because uh, they because Marvel did like this. They they did this thing where they were showing like all their new all the new dates for their new movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the very end of it is the Fantastic Four symbol. And I was looking at comments and and nobody knew what it meant. <laughs> like in the comments, they thought it meant Phase Four. Like they didn't know that it was actually a comic book. And I also saw somebody put something on Twitter that was like. Which one do you think will come out first? And it has the logo of the Fantastic Four and the logo of Metroid Metroid Prime Four. And it's like, which one will happen first? I voted for the Fantastic Four movie because I believe the Metroid Prime Four is never going to happen. That that guest that we had, David K, he was right. It's never going to happen. Uh, we should have we should have listened to him when he was here for seven hours when he when he told us everything he need everything he needed to know about Metroid. Uh, it's it's as of right now, it seems like it is never going to happen. So I don't know. I uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I think it's going to get pushed to the next system or you know Switch Pro or whatever. Yeah, I mean at this uh, point, it might as well, I mean, I right? If any still of those hiring people to work on it, like who knows? But yeah, I do, I do. You know, John. Now that you mentioned it, I look forward to a proof of concept Metroid Prime Four on. <laughs> garage make your own fucking game a, a garage uh, game builder whatever it's called yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's whatever though this is cool like i love this stuff like it's not the next lava which i think you said john and that when you when we you don't have to build anything like, thankfully well you do right but you don't have to build anything physically you know it's like a cousin yeah. to lava though it's the dig- i kind of wonder if they didn't just drop lava completely and be like let's just focus on this you know this this uh um Open world. Toy box. There we go. Oh, Toy sandbox. Box. Whatever. Yeah. Sandbox. Yeah. yeah. Sandbox. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, like the sandbox feature of the creation mode in Labo VR. Will they let the let us cross share this? Who knows? Probably not. But it'd be cool if we could play something in VR. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Maybe they're just completely done with the Labo stuff, and they're like. Uh, but you never know. You can never really tell with Nintendo. There might just they be are. like another thing. You think they are done with Labo? Didn't yes. they like kill a website or something? They like killed the yeah. web- Labo website. Yeah. 
So I just don't, I don't see it. It was, a. Uh, it was hot at the moment. And then they, and then it wasn't, and they just let it go. Mm. They're like, yeah. You know anybody else who wants to buy another Labo? I don't. Are you trying to sell yours or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm putting it out there. I, I never, mean, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the show. I mean, I would get those extra parts that I don't have that you have, you know. My lab, my Labo piano, I have to replace it. My Labo piano died. Oh, my, oh. my Labo piano is sitting, got, uh, is sitting in a shelf down here. I haven't looked at it in years. It uh, got peed on by an angry cat. Oh, you gotta hide it. <laughs> Mine's well, hit. I had it. I had it hidden really well, but yeah. like, it just happened to be on a shelf, or like, it fell off a shelf and was on the ground for a couple of days, and I wasn't paying attention. And I came one day, and I was like, "Oh, that's got pee on it." I guess. Uh, I guess I don't have a Labo piano anymore. So, mine's oh, no. <laughs> oh no! So I might end up buying that's that a piano. Ooh. Maybe I mean I might, might end up buying that kit again someday, but. It'll more be at this point. It's like buying back my childhood, but buying back my four <laughs> years ago. Adulthood. Yeah, it's when you know. It's when like you're nostalgic for like two years ago. It it happens. It happened to me. It's been like three years. It's been over three years. When I've got yeah, because it was four twenty. Yeah, it was four twenty twenty eighteen. Yeah, I mean it was. I, I mean you could probably get it. I was gonna say you can probably get it for like nothing. Well, here's a. I found it on eBay for forty dollars. I mean that's how well, how much it was when it came out, right? So. Oh no! No, like the set with everything was like it was it was eighty, I think. Oh yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I can't believe uh, we spent eighty dollars on that thing. <laughs> at least We're the fans, man. at least the VR one was forty. I thought that was a little more manageable. Yeah. And I still like the VR, even though I don't play it at all. I still thought I think it was a really fun thing for what it was. And I wish I uh, though that hasn't been pissed on yet. Yeah, I, I saw people doing like videos of. You know, this motherfucker too. But, yeah, <laughs> they, they've seen people doing like concepts about the uh, doing Pokemon Snap with the camera and all that stuff, and they're like, why don't we do this? I don't know. But yeah, we even that... talked about it when it was announced. We were like, this has to be used for the new Pokemon Snap whenever that comes out. It could be done. It, it would be it would be a fun game to play in VR, even in the even in like the cheap you know Switch VR. I would still play it on there, you know, just because I like that world, and it would be cool to see it in 3D in more 3D than it already is. But yeah, I think I think we're good for that. Unless you guys have anything else to say about uh, Game Builder or anything like that. No, and I don't think there's a lot in the news that. Other, than, yeah, that was the biggest thing. I mean, I mentioned I mentioned the Tony Hawk game is coming out, so I'm sure you guys are yeah. excited about that somewhat. I mean, I'm excited for that. I already I already have it, and like I said, it comes out on the same day as Mario Golf, and it's Mario Golf or bust for me. So yeah, that's a, that's my that's my choice for that day. Yeah, I'm 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 at an impasse. I, I have to pick golf unfortunately i mean golf is great i love golf mm-hmm. i mean i like it better than sorry tony hawk i just hope maybe like tony golf hawk goes on sale really fast like it did on other platforms but it won't well you can always you know you so can I always might just wait i made a, might wait a few weeks to buy it you can always buy it physical for walmart for for ten dollars less because everything there is ten dollars less than everything because they're a terrible corporation and they can do that that bottom line that they take from their employees <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I think this is our episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been episode 269 of Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show and hear a bonus episode, we actually have a brand new bonus episode that just got posted where uh, you can hear us talk about our personal worst video game movies. I think it's mostly just an hour of uh, me hating Street Fighter, but it's a uh, you know, you could, you could listen to that on there, and it's uh, there's there's some pretty know, uh, there's some there, pretty there's fun some, stuff in there's there. Some minutes in there about hating Tomb Raider. Sure, 
There's actually a, this is like a listener comment. Uh, Jess actually told me she wanted to let us know that, you know, she used to work at a movie theater and she used to put a, you know, reels together as a projectionist and all that. And uh, the she says that she thinks one of the main reasons that Yui Bowl like was able to make so many movies is he used to just send reels to theaters whether they asked for it or not. So they would just get Yui Bowl movies, and oh. every all the and all the employees were told not to open them because if you open them, you get charged for the mm-hmm. for the movie. So that was the thing. Well, you're not in, buying in the two thousands. When it's filmed, yeah, yeah, but it, but they, but nobody wanted his movies, but they mm-hmm. would send them. He would send them out to every theater. So I think people would accidentally like not know, and they'd mm-hmm. open it, and they'd end up showing it there, and that's why he kept was able to keep making stuff after that. So yeah, I they don't had know. like a they had he like broke a seal the system. Mm-hmm. It's like those I punk it on the show. He's he's yeah. a good producer. Yeah, it's like those punk bands that like uh, they like stick their albums in record stores. You know that they yeah. don't they didn't they just stick them there so people would would try to buy them from the place. That was. In the uh, in the Chicago punk documentary, uh, the you weren't there. There was there were bands that did that. They would like they would make records and stick them in, and basically put them in record stores, you know, and just in hopes that people would see them. It's like, like reverse <laughs> stealing. Yeah, exactly. They would just put them in there <laughs> even though they didn't sell them. They're like here, uh, leave them in bathrooms. You know, and- yeah, just leave it around to try to get the word out. But that's that's kind of that same like punk rock uh, movie. I ordered a mentality. punk rock vinyl a couple of years ago. Called the Mutoid Man is is the name of the album and the name of the band also Mutoid Men and uh, I bought I paid whatever like eighteen bucks it was pretty cheap something like that it was less than twenty for this you know a full album vinyl and I got three other records they sent with me and it's it was I, I thought it must have been the same thing it's like here why don't you take this EP from this band and here's a full album from this band and this and it's like I ended up getting like all these records for like less than twenty bucks which is cool. I've never listened to any of those other records. Not I was gonna say I, I miss when I miss when uh, places used to send you stuff. Which, which speaking of which, if you do uh, support our Patreon at the five dollar or above list uh, level, you can actually get stuff from us too. You can get stickers and uh, mugs and shit like that, depending on what level you are. So, if you want to get some free shit that you might never listen to or or do whatever with, you, you could do that on there. But uh, patreoncom slash podcast is where you can find our latest patreon only episode and it only costs you a dollar to listen to that specific episode and all that shit and also youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast i do late night streams there i just did a just played a star wars republic commando for star wars day so i actually got a decent amount of watchers on that so i'll probably play it again soon so so there you go and also uh jeremy and i twitch handles are Jeremy's at jmaxstack, and I'm at nintendo underscore domain. You can find us on there. And also, my other podcast is Alive Again. It's back on the internet. We got removed by the DCMA, but we're back now, so there you go. But uh, How Is It Now is back on the internet, so you can check that out. It's a show where Jess and I talk about old movies and how they are now and all that stuff. So It wasn't even for that show. It was for a show from like seven years ago, but that's a whole other topic. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Hitter. And uh, see you later. See ya.
Well, uh, I mean, is uh, do you want to? I mean, do you want to like talk about? Do you do you want to just uh, have 